0: This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5, a force flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Bolton and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away
1: from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects.
0: What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners, and welcome to episode 101 of the Radio Freest Van Podcast, a Horace Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host here, Powerful Derek. I'm gonna say what's going on, Derek.
2: Spoiler alert: Ferris Monas dies in Infinity War. <laughs> got him. He did not survive <laughs> Thanos' attack.
0: <laughs> we also have my co-host, powerful Scott. I'm gonna say what's going on, Scott. What up? Oh, that's just very simple. And we have powerful Ryan Kimmel. I'm going to say what's going on, Ryan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a special guest this episode, Teo and all of his kids. You can hear him in the background. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're, they're entertaining, to say the least.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: Come bug me. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic.
0: And so Teo from the Boys of the Golden Throne podcast. What
3: oh, was it? or was you guys at the uh, Bautica?
0: or what? the Bow baut, The Bowchitters podcast. Ba- the
3: Bow the Bowchitters. The <laughs> <laughs> and bow. Uh, we were de- we recorded today and we were saying it, but I was saying it like an after. I was like Bowtica.
0: <laughs> like a like a Samoan like
2: a yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like this is getting very anti-productive oh uh, there <laughs> <it> goes goes some <somewhere.
0: laughs> we're, we're about yeah. to piss somebody off so if you're listening to this episode yeah, guys we have a go. very <laughs> I know Samoans are the last people you can want we want to piss off too can keep... we
1: can we what no, go ahead.
3: <laughs> He's going to make inappropriate jokes.
2: That's how we roll over here, man. So anyway, so this episode,
0: episode 101, we talked about it last week, guys. This episode is the Iron Hands episode. Uh, so, Tam knows quite a bit about Iron Hands. I'm I'm curious to tap Scott's brain on Iron Hands, because I feel like Scott is, like, the go-to for Iron Hands on this one, because that was his first love, right, Scott?
5: That's right. It was my first love, So, fucking tap my brain. God damn it. Yeah, we're going to tap, scatter <laughs> that
0: <brand>. <laughs> And then, uh, we're, I mean, we're just going to basically just go over that. I mean, it's going to be a simple episode, guys. Uh, if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. If you're a new Iron Hands player, welcome to the show. Just to let you guys know our normal episodes, we have things like voicemails, uh, we have shout outs, and everything like that. This is going to be a more. A condensed episode and strictly based on Iron Hands. So if you're coming in, you're brand new player, you're like, I want to play Iron Hands. Somebody recommend that I listen to this. This is the episode you're going to listen to. And just to give you guys a breakdown, we're going to do the normal hobby progress. We're going to talk about our hobby progress, some of the stuff that we've done this past week. And we're going to skip our normal voicemail part. We'll pick the back up on that next week. And we're going to go straight into Iron Hands lore. Then we're going to go over the Iron Hands special rules. Then we're going to go into some Iron Hands special equipment and things like that, stuff that you can only get for Iron Hands. Uh, we're going to talk about their special units that they get and how they're effective in the game and things like that. Uh, then we're going to go over Iron Hands Ride of Wars. And then we're going to talk about some normal Ride of Wars that are kind of good for Iron Hands. So you're going to hear the term Iron Hands quite a bit uh, in this episode. So. so buckle up. Buckle up, boys. So first things first... Uh, I guess let's uh, let's uh, go into some hobby progress. How about that? Sure.
3: That's hobby-tastic.
2: Okay, so Derek, man, why don't you go ahead and lead us off on this one? Man, I had a pretty good week. So I'm putting the finishing touches on my next batch of 10 Assault Marines for my Night Lords. And, man, I just, I hate edge highlighting. I hate it so much. But, goddamn, it just looks so good.
0: Yeah, it's like one of those commitments that like once you go in on it, you're pretty much like that's what you're doing cuz you can't yeah. edge highlight and then unhedge highlight. That's just not how it works.
2: Like why do these three guys look way better than the rest of them? Oh, cuz I got tired of doing this. <laughs> but yeah, I got those knocked out. I've been putting in work on my uh on my I Actually posted some of that to the Facebook. I got most of the like base work on that done today actually. Just doing some details, some of the metallics, things like that. Uh, what else? Oh, I got some of the some of the upgrade kits in for my Space Wolves when I'm done with my Night Lords. I got the Sagittarius uh, Blood and Skulls Industries kit for my Land Raider. I've got some like Dozer blades coming in as well. And uh, I think you pointed out that's gonna be one like expensive Land Raider.
0: So yeah, let's break it down. So you got the normal Land Raider kit. Yep. Okay. Did you have that Land Raider? Or did you buy a Land Raider?
2: I bought it. <laughs> it's like a scrub.
0: <laughs> so you bought the Land Raider. Then you got the Chapter House Miniatures, uh,
2: uh, the, Land the, Raider. The Sponson and. Uh, Their MK2B kit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine gave that to me. Oh, yeah,
0: okay. So then you've got the, uh, the Sagittarius conversion kit from Blood and Skulls. Yep. And then you ordered the Cromlech Industries side dozer blades, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's way past $100 land So I raider need to add some
2: Forge World doors and see what Pop Goes the Monkey can do for me.
0: <laughs> so like you're officially like in like the Well, Bane standard Blade GW roster. Land
1: Raider is like $80 now.
0: Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, Derek's in Baneblade territory
2: for this Land Raider like I could just had a Legion Stormlord.
0: Man, it and this is for your Space Wolves, right? Yeah.
2: Okay. When I'm done, uh, when I'm done with my Night Lords, I'm gonna convert them from a uh, drop pod list to just a Rhino Rush. Hey Ryan, what's the most
0: useless unit that you could put inside of a Land Raider? Just off the top of your head. Just a normal unit. Tech yeah, like
3: Marine servitors?
1: The... <laughs> Tech Marine servitors? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty low. Well, enough. you could kind of deck those out for assault. I t- t- guess. Probably just normal tactical Marines. What are you gonna assault with normal tactical Marines?
0: Okay, that's what you got to put in that expensive aslan. Well, I
3: guess it depends <laughs> on legion because, like, a regular tactical squad and world eaters is going
2: to be yeah, active. that would be
1: all right. So I got to take my compulsory troops that... as
2: gray slayers so that I can take that tactical squad to put into the land raider.
1: Yeah, to give them oh. the land raider. No, 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 no. I got you. <laughs> Recon. Full, a full ten man multi-melta heavy support team. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs>
0: so messed up that. That is absolutely the worst unit you could possibly put in the Land Raider. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could if you could just get one of those big heavy support
2: decals and put it on the side of the Land Raider. It's like, man, I don't know who they fucking. Who. Okay, so you marked it up like that because you put it in your heavy support slot. No, it's a dedicated transport. For
0: my multi-mobile. For my heavy support team. <laughs> what are your grayslayers ride in? Rhinos? <laughs> we just really want to get them up there. Uh, so, yeah, no, I saw the conversion so far. It looks like you're, you're doing God's work over there, man. It looks great. looks looking good so far.
2: Yeah, so it's been a little bit more time than I should, probably should have, like, playing around with that, let my Night Lords fall behind a little bit.
0: Yeah, man, juggling two armies is not, not easy. No, it's not. It's pretty rough. Spe- like, the only thing that's good about it is when you get tired of painting, like, when you're doing batch painting and, like, you you crest that hill of the project, you're like, okay... I'm on, like, finally, this unit's done. Like, I definitely do not want to paint any more fucking yellow Imperial Fist. Then you can, like, You could over. do,
1: just throwing this out there, you could do three game systems <laughs> and do, like, multiple armies per game system and do charity stuff and do, like, random shit like this. I mean, you could. I don't recommend it at all, but that can happen. <laughs> It is a thing. That's crazy.
0: Who does I, that? Honestly. I, su- I swear Ryan like doesn't know that cocaine's illegal. And like so he like he's like, Yeah, you don't got you don't got hobby dust? Like we we all do hobby dust. That's how it keeps going. <laughs> oh. It's like nobody gave him the memo that, that's not how that's not so that's not okay.
2: I mean if it looks stupid but it works, it's not stupid, am I right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. Hobby dust is real. So
2: anyway. But yeah, so got with me right now, just uh, the last 10 of my assault squads I'm going to be building, and so you're just shaving some bits off of these plastic legs.
0: Dig it, man. Your stuff's looking good. Your stuff's looking good. Thank I, you. I got kicked out of the trader chat this week, so, you know, I really don't get to see your updates and stuff like that, but I, that's fine. It, I swear it does look good. So, Well,
2: that's what happens when you stop being a trader. You double, <laughs> double trader.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, you know. I'm I'm such a fucking, like, I, t- I t- tailor my army. It, I get it. I'm not
2: bitter at all. Anyway. We just had some people who were a bit salty about him switching from uh, traitor Dark Angels to traitor Imperial Fists. <laughs>
0: I tried, man. I tried to be Trader Imperial Fists, but Pretty wouldn't let me. It's nobody's fault.
5: Except Pretty's. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: let's go over to you, Scott, man. What you been working on?
5: Uh, so I painted up those five siege tyrants for the Nova Open charity thing. So got those knocked out and they're all ready to go. I'm working on the 10 Iron Havoc guys. They're um, they're like Mark 3 Iron Armor dudes with the they're the Forge World shoulder mounted missile launchers. So they look pretty good. Um, cracking those out right now. As far as other hobby stuff goes, man, I'm fucking, I've I've got the bug that I want to buy a I talked about this on some past episodes, but I want to buy a termite and put yeah. Iron Hand Preachers in it. Really bad, but they're fucking sold out right now. So I'm on that email list. Oh wait, but uh, as soon as that shit, as soon as that shit comes out, I got me some Pop Goes Monkey shields on the way with the hazard stripes on them. And um,
1: did you ask Samson if he has one? Didn't he buy like a dozen yeah, or something?
5: He has five, but he's painting them for clients. So I was what like, "What oh, an fuck asshole, him, man! I'm your friend." Well, <laughs> when <laughs> you're over here trying to run a business or something, but, uh, but, uh, Powerful no, Black fucking, Yeah, who knows when those will come back in stock, but as soon as they do, I'll snatch one up. And then, uh, what else, man? Fucking, oh, I got my, uh, I got my mug in from Josh. My World Eaters fucking Yeti Rambler, you know, vacuum shield cup thing, so... I, it nice. looks really sweet i put some pictures up on the facebook but uh
1: did you get a yeti or an ozark trail
5: it's a rtic arctic, arctic. just as good baby. Yeah.
1: just as good you know, and they also the doesn't make stupid political statements. <laughs> there you
5: go. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't fucking doesn't get, doesn't cross that fine fine line between making coolers and taking political stances. <laughs> it's it's a, tough. It's, a so, it's a very thin line. If you cross it, <laughs> yeah, I'm like god, I just I just want to make this cooler. What I also want to fight for social justice today. I don't know which. <laughs> <laughs> alienate <laughs> alienate Sorry. your
0: entire customer base or make a cooler like you're supposed to. Hey, <laughs> Who
5: hey Jeff, you buy your cooler. Oh, man. Oh, a, okay,
0: got it. cool. <laughs> Do you think by saying this hey, we man. piss off outdoorsmen? Do you think outdoorsmen buy our cups? Nah, man. Nah, oh, I don't think I'm pretty so. sure they
5: don't. I think a lot of people actually enjoy stored kale in these, to be honest. Lots of kale. Because when you're out in the woods you're worried about a grizzly bear breaking into your fucking cooler full of kale to...
0: <laughs> I forgot that their coolers are uh specifically bear proof. Like I love how we've managed to work that into this conversation that they are specifically yeah. made to save you from bears opening your coolers.
5: Yeah, so when a bear fucking kills you and eats you, in your sleep, whoever finds your body can then enjoy whatever was in your cooler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking but. of
0: that, I saw that like it's like just just moving like I, I got to bring this up because it's so appropriate to what we normally talk about. Um, so I've got the 155 quart Yeti, the like giant Yeti. And, yeah, 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 it's uh it's like it says it will it says will be bear proof as long as you're using both locks on it. That's the only way it can be bear proof. And I'm just like, that's terrifying that I have to like you have to use a lock on each side. and if you don't, it's not bear proof. So somehow this bears getting around this lock, like that a normal person can't get around. It's pretty scary, man. Bears don't fuck around when they
5: want your honey. No, not at all. I mean, if we've learned anything, I think I like to think in this year 2018. <laughs> bears don't fuck around, okay? In almost <laughs> any aspect that they their endeavors fall in, they do not fuck around yet.
1: Yeah, don't take selfies with them on the side of the road. We nope. learned that. Don't do that.
5: Not also, don't
1: get real close to fucking giraffes because they'll swing their head like a giant fucking mace and knock you sixteen feet in the air and you'll
5: yeah, die. Man. Jeffrey's falling off pretty fucking hard times. I don't know if you checked the Wall Street Journal or anything <laughs> recently, but Poison Us is taking a fucking beating to the stock yeah. market. He's passing those beatings along to you, so
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah guys. If you if you <laughs> didn't know <laughs> To say All it. of our listeners out there are probably like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Go look at.
2: I'm like, "What the fuck are we talking about?"
0: Oh, you didn't hear that 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 director Carlos, what's his name, Carlos Izera? I don't know. I
1: just saw, I just saw, guy in South Africa dies from being headbutted by a giraffe, and I went immediately clicked, copy link, post on Eye of Horus. Like yes. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even read the article. Not gonna lie, it was posted after I posted the article. <laughs> I didn't read it. I then, then click my own link and read it.
0: <laughs> so so yeah, so he's like filming, like he's the director, but he's also like kind of like an indie director, I guess. So he's like got the camera and he's all close. He's like, Let's get a close up of that giraffe. And the giraffe does its classic, like, whoopah, like the fucking like yeah. you know, the the whip clip. its head and launches this dude sixteen feet in the air and kills him. Like just straight up Jeffrey the giraffe headbutts him into Another dimension yeah, that like did, that. Yeah. Seeing SARS songs <laughs> are <Excuse> playing <laughs> <laughs> <It> was bad. <laughs> Better.
1: I've hand fed a giraffe. Them fuckers are huge. They're like you. Like I've been literally right next to one and I got my finger bitten by one. That sucks.
5: Oh. You just wrong yeah. <laughs> <man>. That sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it hurt. It bit my finger with its big fucking flat tooth. <laughs> I was like, Oh I didn't say nothing. I was on some bush gardens behind the scene tour thing that my wife paid for and they're like here feed these giraffes so i'm like oh cool I'm like this is fun right on my hand it didn't do it on like it was just trying to get the food it wasn't doing it on purpose but then i like had to hide the pain because i like didn't want to fill out 20 pages of fucking paperwork that i'm gonna not sue bush gardens or whatever so i had just had to like keep it to myself that a fucking giraffe almost took my goddamn thumb off trying to feed it lettuce or whatever I don't need a fucking OSHA recordable on my damn on my day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, those people don't need that. Like, I don't need to be like, oh, I got bit by that draft, and then have to, like, waste the, like, an entire day filling out paperwork instead of enjoying bush Gardens.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so I let my finger turn blue like an American,
0: <laughs>
1: and went about my day. What happened? I had this giant fucking of, bruise, and I was, like, holding my hand funny, and... Afterwards I'm like, that giraffe bit my hand, and Emily's like, What? I'm like, that giraffe bit my hand, it fucking hurt really bad. It
5: hurt <laughs> like, real bad. Something's yeah. <laughs> wrong. She goes,
1: What? Why didn't you say anything? I'm like, why did I say anything? You're off babe. You go home
0: babe. <laughs> babe, I think I'm turning.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> my neck looking longer.
2: <laughs> you know what they say about getting bit by a giraffe? You become the giraffe. Reminds me of time a friend of mine got felt up by an elephant at the Ren fair. Oh, boy or girl? <laughs> girl. Oh, <laughs> Just straight up, just went straight for the chest. It's like, oh, whoa, whoa. So like, like, like egging on her boyfriend. Like, hey, you gonna let you just gonna let him do that? He's like, <laughs> uh, gotta- this guy could beat the shit out of my truck. Of course, he can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about sure. to fight a two ton elephant.
0: Man, dude, so, like, like we're definitely definitely moving away from like bear stories, and I. I feel the change in the wind right now. Like, all of this, like, all of these people, like, their mind's clicking right now. Like, oh, I've got a story about a zoo animal. Or I've got a story about Serengeti animals that I could share. We're moving there, boys. We're getting to lion territory. Oh, We're getting a lion, giraffe, it's been a long and a we yeah, finally man. made it. <laughs> We're about to get some wild animal attack stories coming in over the voicemails. <laughs>
2: Start playing the, like, Lion King intro.
0: Some of my Tell about favorite time, ones
5: are... Or- Oh, sorry, buy Scott. Like go. they buy like pythons, and they'll they'll fucking you know, because people are stupid. They'll take them out of their cage at night and be like, "Oh, you can sleep in the bed." And they'll wake up, and the python will be stretched out next to them. They'll be like, "Oh, look, he's cuddling with me." It's like, no, bitch, he's not cuddling with you. He's measuring you. See if you fit. That's <laughs> what
2: That's real.
5: Yeah, dude.
0: Animals don't care, man. Cats will eat you. I've I've read enough about cats eating people, after they've died. Like as soon as you as soon as you your heart, heart stops beating, you're meat, boy. You meat, and they're not gonna let that meat go bad. They're gonna get their fill. It's
2: like oh you're gonna feed me one way or the other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that got real dark. So uh so yeah we were talking about we were talking about uh, uh, Scott's hobby progress which slowly moved into Yeti coolers, which moved into bear-proofing coolers, which moved into giraffes and all that stuff. So, yeah, Scott, was that it? Was that all you got? I mean, it's quite a bit.
5: Yeah, man, just cranking out these these models for this charity raffle. And uh, once they're done, I'll throw some pictures up. But I hate how when I paint something, like, later down the road of an army that I play, like, I play Iron Warriors. Well, these look way better than mine do because I know What's a lot it? more <laughs> So now I'm like, God damn it, man. <laughs> this makes me sad.
0: That's what happened to my Blood Angels, dude. Like, I loved my Blood Angels, but, like, my painting ability has changed so much just from, like, Yeah, Adepticon, you've been to classes like, and shit. Yeah, yeah. And now I look at them like, I'm so sorry what I did to you. <laughs> like, you, you're, you're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is a great color scheme, but you're, like.
2: If only I knew then what I know now. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so responsible.
1: So,
0: one thing I did notice about those tyrants, because those are the actual tyrants models, right? Yep. Those leather straps on their shoulders are like true leather straps. Is someone well, that kind of like the reason people.
5: that is is they are resin so they cast you know i mean i i assume that's the only real difference i could think of like the design is very similar but they they do have a lot more of i don't know what the flow. word is for it yeah yeah they look like individual they don't look like a molded piece of plastic meant to sort of resemble straps it's yeah. like each one looks like an individual strap those that's, models that's are fucking sick man <laughs>
0: That's a problem I ran mm-hmm. into here recently with the uh, the shield bearer arms for the uh, for the uh, imperial fist storm shields for the terminators. Like they have beautiful like straps, like actual leather straps that are like molded into the resin. But then their left arm, I used Calp Terminator, so it's just like the the straight brick of leather that has lines cut into it. And you're just like, oh man, it's like yeah. it's like night and day. But when you posted up your pictures yeah. of your uh, of your tyrants, or, uh, yeah, your your tyrants. Like, I looked at them like, man, did he green stuff straps on those things? Like, because it looks like they, they flow so well, and they look like like whoever molded them actually, like, or whoever designed them actually used, like, green stuff tutorials off the internet to make flowing straps.
5: They look really good. Like, when I saw those tyrants on online, I was like, well, you know, those don't really look all that different from just regular cataphracty with like missiles glued on top of them. But now that I've actually had them in my hands and like painted them in as much detail as I could, they, uh, they look fucking sick, man. I kind of want to buy some for myself and throw my converted ones the fuck away. So
0: (laughs) just send, send the Nova guys those. And just Just kidding.
5: The old, uh,
1: (laughs) it's charity. It's charity. (laughs) You'll end up in Dave Taylor's second book and, and not in a good
5: light. Yeah. Fucker <laughs> Scott from Kentucky, Stealer of tyrants.
0: <laughs> Thought he could pull a fast one. <laughs> we saw the straps. We saw the leather straps
1: on the arms.
2: Hashtag strap gate.
1: <laughs> so about you, Ryan, man. What it's you been working
0: master.
1: on? Oh man, so much. <laughs> So, I'm kind of mad, like, at, just at the situation, not in general, like, not really at anyone. So, I sent everybody their Nova Open charity stuff, because I'm kind of running it. Um, like, well, I'm like, what, what, how do I put it? I'm not running the whole charity thing. Other people are doing that. I got delegated the Iron Warriors Army, so I'm running that part of it. Right. Like, making sure it gets done, finding painters, whatever. Heard so Jason gotcha. Turner, Jason Turner's doing the characters. Scott is doing the the two specialty squads. Uh, Joel Moon is doing all the infantry, like the all the tax squads, and I'm doing the vehicles. So everybody got all their pieces, and I got everything sent off. And then I noticed when I started putting tanks together, I don't have multi meltas to put on them. Like they didn't order the the multi meltas to go on them. So I was like, well, shit, it's because they're in the list. I have, like, I could have just, like, thrown some on there, but I was like, man, I want to make this nice. So I had to order, I actually ordered the legit, you know, Forge World conversion kit or whatever. Um, and I couldn't do anything with the models because uh, that Forge World kit, like, replaces both uh, cupolas. Like, yeah. it's not just a multi you stick on there. It, like, changes how the, heavy, how the bolt guns look and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So... It's like held the whole thing up. So I finally got those in and got those put on and I just primed the tanks yesterday, but now everybody else is done. And now I'm the asshole still sitting here <laughs> with three tanks. And now it's like, uh, cause they're all done and get to like work on their own stuff or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I still got to do these tanks. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I got all those built like fully built, got the, the kid in, I ordered it, uh, whenever, um, Actually, Jim, a local guy, had some, so he gave me his, and then um, we'll get we'll get him replaced or whatever for him. Uh, but I had to order those in, and then um, got that built, got that primed. Uh, I built a whole bunch more BattleTech shit, like so much BattleTech stuff. It's not even funny. <laughs> I don't want to get into that whole bunch. Um, built some Dark Age stuff. Um, played a few games of Dark Age, so I've been working on that. Um, and then Chris Duncan, I've been helping him with his BattleTech stuff. So I've been airbrushing his Davion shit blue. It's pretty cool. I made this really sick blue. I'll show it to you. Uh, you know, like, you know, you like my blood angel, like red, how bright it is and how it like pops. Yep. Oh yeah. I did that with blue only like even a more another level beyond that. Like it's like fucking awesome. It is sick. Like you see that shit from across the room. um, then I did this uh, orc stick bomb for Chris Dunk, and he's running a 40k event, and he was giving this away for a trophy. So he bought a replica German potato masher grenade from World War II, and we, well, we he gave it to me, and I did <laughs> painted <laughs> it up and weathered it up and made it look like an orc stick bomb. And I'm gonna give it back to him. So, but this is done. So it looks fantastic. That was my here. hobby progress. So. Made a made a replica orc stick bomb, put together and primed two demios rhinos and a land raider. the The land Raider's the Mark II B, and then I put I had an extra set of Blood and Skulls tracks, and nothing can leave my workshop without those tracks on it. It's a land raider, so I went ahead and put those tracks on there. So the Nova opens, getting a pretty damn nice land raider. <laughs> Hell yes, dude. Um. Then uh, yeah, worked on this Baltech stuff, and I think that's it. I think so. Hi I yeah, got man. to that's... start on. I got to start on lists at some point. Like, remember we did that last episode, me and you, and we were like, "Yeah, we're, no, we're done with lists. We're clear." You're the one that said it out loud. I think. <laughs> I think I got 21 in my email that I haven't even looked at. They're just the I haven't even clicked on them. They're still the black. You have 21 messages. I'm like,
5: uh. Uh-huh. That's so. your life now, man. That is your I life now. <laughs> Just <so> I know can... it. <laughs> so, at least I'll now start
0: on those like, next week. At least now it's like in payment. Here's this crazy ass story. Like that's probably like I think you know our, our listeners have like completely like, hey man, thank you for doing this list. Here's a story of this happening. Like that. That's probably yeah. like that's so badass right now. I'm like so happy that that happened.
1: Beats the alternative. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We were getting a lot of that. So. If Anyway, if you're all antsy, did you get my list? Did you get my list? I probably have it. I got 21 of them. I haven't looked at them. I haven't clicked on them. I knew this episode we weren't doing any lists, so I didn't even fucking look at them. I'm not even going to lie. I haven't <laughs> read. I all They're unclicked on in my email sitting there. I'll look at them tomorrow when I go back to work and I'm on my lunch break and in between breaks and in between doing shit, and I'll work on them. In the restroom
0: so. while he's shitting, he will look over your list. and
1: <laughs> That too. That happens a you lot. <laughs> Stinker tinker time. Yeah,
0: the stinker no. tinker time.
1: I do them on car <laughs> car rides, long shit, break time at work. Um, anytime I want to zone out and ignore the shit around me or waste some time, like I break those out and do them. It's usually when they get done. That's
0: mm-hmm. how Ryan stays so carrot. And that's how he. It's so. like he practices. He practices in his mind like a like a chess pro. He plays himself with your list. <laughs> just uh, takes
2: two random lists that somebody sent in. <laughs> plays them against each other
0: <laughs> <laughs> in his mind. Uh, so, what about you, Teo, dude? What have you been working on?
3: Um. Well, um, just keep working on my Emperor's Children tank army. Which is a bit oh, strange, nice. but...
0: Are you using, I'm in a bit uh, of a hiatus. Are you using the, like, Varangian heresy tank army rules, or just... No,
3: so army? what What happened is, uh... Um, I had to sell my White Scars and my Iron Warriors due to financial situations. Ten four. But then what I... Yeah. Drugs! <laughs> drugs, yeah. Um, Mostly drugs. More... <laughs> just drugs. But, uh... With donations and what I had left in my closet, I was able to make a 3,000-point uh, Emperor Children Army. And it's uh, like pretty much all tanks, Tardos, Terminators, and some basic Marines.
0: Dig it, man. So it's pretty you just cool. painting those
3: up? Yeah, you? yeah. Yeah, just painting those up by building them still. So I'm trying to build the Centurion half of it now. So lots more infantry and things like that. Uh, so catching up on that commissions um i'm doing a, a horus commission um and i'm using the vallejo Mecha line for it for the because they have this like really cool like deep green like this is a Horus green yep but it's metallic yep so i was thinking about using that for a to give a kind of uh, individual look to him
0: that'd be freaking cool man I'd be curious yeah. to see that i didn't know you did commissions man do you have a studio or are you just kind of just take them on the side.
3: Um, I I'm kind of just restarting them up again. I used to have like a studio in my old place, and then uh, then I quit because I ended up working like way more than I was normally doing. So I stopped that for a while, but I'm kind of bringing it up again so I can continue to play Heresy. because <laughs> Heresy's is expensive.
0: It sure is. <laughs>
3: so I'm painting a bunch of commissions right now just to like be able to afford buying more shit for my army. So that's been going. Oh. And I built a Imperial Fists Praetor model. He looks but pretty why? badass. Um, <laughs> okay, so why is um, uh, uh, par- powerful Eric uh, Brooks, whatever, in our, our local meta? He has an Iron Warrior's army. Well, I bought Gothic, he bought Gothic. I got Epic, he got Epic. So now we're going to do a whole campaign... We were gonna do Emperor's try to figure out what we can do, but instead of us just doing like randomly Iron Versus versus Emperor's Children, I'm gonna start a small Imperial Fist army and we're gonna do the Iron Cage.
0: Oh good. So we're gonna do a
3: Battlefield Gothic, epic, standard, thirty K and a Zone Mortalis game in as a whole campaign.
0: Goodness gracious. That's gonna be wild, man. I've always loved the story of the Iron Cage, man. That's like hands <laughs> down one of my like favorite stories of crazy Perturabo just Dishing out pain.
3: Exactly. So he's gonna build up the Iron Cage Fortress that I gotta fight through.
0: Man, we need to send like a message to, uh, to the Remembrancers Retreat guys to do a Heresy grad school on the Iron Cage. That's yeah. So tight. It's a
3: it's sick story. And so like, it was just kind of a natural progression for me to start an Imperial Fist army. <laughs> but I gotta paint a uh, Gothic fleet as well as an entire epic army. Before I even start the 30k army. So I got some time on
0: that. You're going to do like just like a full landing force or what? Like just. Yeah. So
3: I'm going to use the Hammerfall strike force right of war. Okay. Which is like the deep strike one, which I think fits the iron cage style a lot. Yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do that. And then, um, uh, and I thought about some cool ideas because I, they're like so vengeful and angry as Imperial fist. I was going to use destroyers in that list. Oh, and just make yeah. the Ironworks pay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As Ryan give him vomits. I think I think deep striking with Nuncio Vox uh, Destroyers might work. No, he, <laughs> Ryan does not agree. <laughs> but I, uh, I tend to use ter- I tend to use a, choose a unit that I kind of like and then make a list around it. So I'm going to try out and see how that goes. Um, and then just right, literally right now I'm building a eight man plasma support squad for my Centurion list.
5: Hey, you know, know what would work? be a really good idea for those destroyers? Take a recon squad and put a Nuncio Vox in that. You could use the Nuncio Vox off those recon marine squads. <laughs> 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 there, he there he is. There's a smile. <laughs> Yeah. So, um,
3: so with the so like I was talking about, um, every time I go in my closet and clean it out, I always find more heresy stuff to build and add to an army. I bet Ryan has the same problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Most games. I can build most games out of my closet. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Uh, And so, so far what I've got for the real fist is a Leviathan, uh, 10 Cataphracty, 20 Marines, two and like the the Praetor character and a Chaplain character.
4: Mm.
3: So that's Mm. a slow. That was like, that was cleaning up my closet today, which I found. So that was good
2: solid. Yeah, that's
0: a solid fire, man. I've got a I've got a drawer. I call it the drawer of shame. and It's just bits on 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 bits. It's just like you could probably
3: make a small army out of it.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy cuz I could just go and sort it and then like probably like have like I'll never have to order combi plasmas again, but like I'm just like no, I'm just going to order combi plasmas cuz I don't want to go through that drawer. Of shame, <laughs> like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and get it, get it on the way. Like if it's on my, if, if, if it's something that sits on my desk for too long, I just slide it into the drawer. I'm like, oh, not working on that. And like it's the drawer that's, part oh of my, like it's like part of my paint station. So like I just like take my hand and I just drag it into the drawer, and then it goes in there. And once it's in the drawer, it's in there forever. Like you can't, nothing comes out of that drawer. So
3: it's the forever drawer.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a trash can, but not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a really wide, shallow trash can.
2: <laughs> That's not cleaned as often. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's
5: I have a, I have an old like Land Raider box that I had a bunch of like halfway assembled Age of Sigmar stuff in the back of my closet, and I think a Black Widow lives in there now, so <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> This is my Age of
3: Sigmar
0: now, motherfucker. Yeah.
5: Okay, man. Fucking okay. You just stay here, I'll stay out I here. Want it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's no way I could want to play Age of
1: Sigmar any
0: less. There's a Black Widow now. Yeah, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Not that I needed
5: any help. Not Raise
1: not your hand mind. if you're going to fight Black Widows to play Age of Sigmar. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> not that I needed any help losing any more motivation about this. Thing. Thanks, yeah. I a push there. <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah, it's been my hobby progress. Yeah, that's about it.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, now that's a secret. That'll become. That I'll, I'll tell you guys later.
0: Everybody's got secret yeah. projects. We were just talking about that. I was just pointing that
2: out to my. Yeah, everyone's way. got secret so projects. AJ's got a secret project going on. Some of the boys at the uh, Legion of Lies got their secret project going on. Furrow come on, just
0: tell people. Like, there's
2: who who you really hiding? Come on. Well,
3: uh, it's, um, I guess, because I don't want to admit when the release date will be, I guess. Because I don't want to, I, d- I don't have the time, I don't want to set my schedule now and be like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't get done in time. If that makes any sense.
2: Do it. Light a fire no. in your eyes, man.
3: That's true. Uh, I have been recording a video content for the Bot GT that I'll be posting up, which is the How to Get into Heresy video series
2: that's exciting that's way exciting
3: yeah yeah so i've got to finish editing and i'm doing all that but that'll be like an education in people for like how do you get into heresy at the beginning what play styles are favored to around that um things like where to find good painting tutorials what podcasts to listen to for advice and ideas and um then i one of the one of the Parts of it is going to be what books to read uh, for specific legions.
2: Oh, that's what's up! Like uh, novels.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah so the what novels in this? Se- there. you
4: go.
3: <laughs> um, So I still have to go through all that, but the first parts are done. The first three episodes are ready for editing, and I just got to edit those and then send those out on a schedule.
2: That's badass. Uh, do you know what the channel is going to
0: be called? Yeah. What's your channel, man? Uh, what's your channel.
3: We haven't made the channel yet because they wanted to get content oh ready for God. the channel. But um, it's probably going to be Bot GT 30 k let's be honest. Okay, um, it's not taken, so I guess I'll just make it today. has oh, gone. No. Like, <laughs> I, <got> it, really. <laughs> I just took it. So, yeah, <laughs> we're going to be doing uh, the video content, right. which will be really sweet.
2: This plane will um, the, uh, secure their YouTube channel. All right. <laughs> We, we don't need him anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Dumb. Oh, I wanna guess the other the other the other hobby progress is making that GoFundMe.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, your GoFundMe gets a heresy camp. All your boys are coming <laughs> to heresy right. camp, man. Have we a got bake two. Sale. We
3: got AJ and Ezra and then Eric is trying to figure out how to come too. Yeah, man.
0: A J man, I'm I'm so excited to meet AJ in person. I'm so excited to meet Ezra in person. Uh I mean it's it's gonna be Ezra, man, it's be a, a good time. Just talk, because Ezra's in the Patreon chat. I just like the more I talk to him, I'm like, this is one. He's really the nicest guy him. in
3: the universe.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes. It's gonna be he was fun. trying to.
0: He was trying to use
3: his air miles to get me and Eric down to heresy
0: camp. <laughs> Ezra, you, you, you're a doll. I just want you know yeah. that. how much
5: fun it was hanging out with AJ and the boys of the Golden Throne. Like, I literally was on death fucking door with. <laughs> goddamn bacterial food poisoning <laughs> and I still had a fucking blast, man. You know <laughs> fucking awesome in Vegas. We're, we're a bunch of fun idiots. You fucking fucks gotta get down to Texas, man. Well so, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I just
3: I started a GoFundMe just to come to see you guys.
5: You just haven't given up on your dignity yet. Alright, it's <laughs> easy to make money as long as you don't have dignity.
0: Just <laughs> dump those morals
5: time. <laughs>
0: Just don't Suck worry about what your daughters think of you when you're older. <laughs> just
3: And I'll be fine. And you'll be fine.
2: Right, so that campaign is gonna be called Get Tao to Heresy Camp. If you uh, uh like the sound of Tao's voice. I think so. <clears throat> check out oh, his yeah. podcast. Get him to heresy camp, man. It's gonna be a great time. Give me a, it it a link beautiful.
5: on our Facebook page, but I didn't specify that it was a Tao from the Boys of Golden Throne. I just put a a fucking leak up was just like this dude <laughs> and his picture just so happens to look like it was taken from the inside of a cell in Guantanamo Bay. So we <laughs> <laughs> I should post him a different picture.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you,
3: but if
5: you drop list,
3: you find that on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if any donations, so what I'm doing for one of the donations is uh, for everyone who donates, I'm gonna be building a character in all of my armies. So like right now it's so, the yeah, emperor's children. So every person who donates will have uh, a sergeant or like any kind of character will be built off of them, and they'll have their name written on the model.
1: That's awesome.
3: Go. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I Is need to Jonathan find Jonathan West
1: I, I, coming to Heresy Camp. Can we get?
5: Uh, him? No, we're
3: trying to
1: convince him, but
3: he's he's trying to save up to go to Japan.
5: Jonathan the Boner Prince West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking <Lock> <laughs> no. TBP. On, I love. <laughs> Yeah. Japan? Jesus. Fuck Japan. The hardest
2: man in heresy?
3: The hardest man in
2: heresy.
3: <laughs> God, every time he touches that and it just gets bigger.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what
3: What is the comment you made, Scott? Is anyone you ever had sex with oh, lived? Oh,
5: yeah. Have you ever <laughs> fucked anyone to live, Jonathan?
3: <laughs> uh, and the answer is no.
2: <laughs>
3: confirmed
0: but yeah.
2: he's like it's a curse <laughs> his
3: dick is famous now you guys, you guys have made his dick famous
0: no imperial truth made his dick famous we just <laughs> <laughs> so look at that, they're like they're like,
5: this is, they're like it's Mount. the same way people look at mount everest like I'm gonna climb that fucker and when I do <laughs> it'll be magnificent and then there they are dead fuck is... <laughs> 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 suffocated
0: from the lack of air no, it's how we, we didn't
2: it. we didn't put the show on but we were outside selling popcorn
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: Have you yeah seen Jonathan's oh, I... wing today <laughs> he's got a ring tattooed around it this is the dead zone just like <laughs> <laughs> you go behind here it's the dead zone yeah, uh. yeah
3: uh that's about it for hobby progress for me and <laughs> the good old conversation about john's dick
0: it's it had to come up i, I don't know how it, how it wouldn't have come up <laughs> it's
3: mandatory day-to-day conversation now right
0: yeah if uh if the boys of golden thrones on we're
2: gonna talk about it yeah we should uh, have worked it in the a little bit <laughs> yeah so <laughs> anyway so uh, iron hands <laughs> no man i got my
0: hobby progress. <laughs> Chill
2: out, boy. <laughs> so, anyway.
0: So, yeah, man. My hobby progress.
2: I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off like that. No, it's fine. You're good. I just thought that'd be a funny segue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so my hobby progress-wise, uh, working on my Imperial Fist still. I got my Pop Goes the Monkey shields in and was working that in between my lunch break and then come home and I work on them. Uh, so, I've got seven of my Breachers done. Um... Got that all worked out. Still waiting on my Tataris Terminators to come in with their shields. I got my Pop Goes the Monkey Swords to go on them. So they're going to be some Templar Brethren Tataris. But the swords will count as Power Fists. And so they'll run around with their 3-up save and 2-up armor save. It's for the both the wall and I'll play it in Escalation League. So... Got those boys done. One thing that I did want to mention that um, I I, I realize not a whole bunch of people know about, but I don't know. I guess it's not really talked about and actually uh, was discouraged from using it uh, just because in my painting classes, they said, nah, you don't really need it. You just need to like get better trigger control Uh, is the high roller trigger. uh, Scott, do you use a high roller? Or do you just use a normal
5: trigger? I do not. No, I just use a normal, like Greg's uh, XGI standard trigger.
0: Okay. So, so one thing that, like, you know, like in, of course, your your teachers and your your paint your airbrushing classes, they're gonna tell you, like, hey, man, just get good trigger control. Which, I mean, totally yes, that's the that's just that's what you should be doing. Uh, but I had this uh, this airbrush that was what i call my harvey airbrush which was an airbrush that i had in my garage in a box and like my garage got some water in it and so this airbrush was in there and it's just like this totally trashed airbrush and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it's badger 105 i'm gonna see how much stuff i can build and let's see if i can get this bad boy back up and running so i found this website that has like every single part known to man for a badger 105 ordered like 90 percent of the airbrush like almost to the point where it was like the same cost as buying a new airbrush, but I just want to get this bad boy running. And in the process, I saw that high roller trigger and I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and try this bad boy out. You know, no harm, no foul. It's not recommended, but let me go ahead and give her a try. And Holy shit. If that thing doesn't work, like I, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's,
2: so, for those who might not know, I, I know, of course, but for yeah. some of our listeners might not know the difference, what, uh, what benefit does the high roller trigger provide to you?
0: Uh, it's, like, more leverage, I guess. Is, is, is that the word? Like, I guess it's more throw in the actual trigger itself because it raises the actual trigger. Like, on the airbrush, you know you have the actual trigger, and so this actually raises the trigger up, and so by doing that, it gives more throw, which gives you more control of the actual airbrush itself. so
2: Okay, I get you. uh,
0: Like a lot of people that have been airbrushing for a long time, they can like feel how much paint they're letting through, and they know like this half of a millimeter here versus this half of a millimeter is this much paint, whereas me, I'm still pretty new at this whole airbrushing thing. So it takes that half a millimeter and makes it to like a full millimeter. So like I have a much wider throw, and it's like much more room for like error for me. So, because like, yeah, I got big giant fingers and all this stuff. Okay, that makes sense. So, so yeah, man, the high roller, man, it's 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 not bad. Like, it's it, it does definitely raise the trigger a little bit higher. And it's, man, dude, like, I've just been using that. And also, um, I took off that inline regulator that you were having problems with yours. Oh, yeah. So I took off the inline regulator and just did the normal quick detach and then switched to that high roller. And, man, dude, like, I have been like, making these tiny like i can make like tiny, like i can almost do calligraphy on a shoulder pad with my airbrush now there you I go wanted. so so yeah man i brand feel, about I feel it. like so much better like
5: so will, I, will that high roller thing adapt to any type of airbrush or only the badger brand
0: the one i bought was made for the badger but i don't know I, i'm pretty sure you can get the i'm like i'm pretty sure it's like standard you just like get it anywhere for like any airbrush i would imagine so I don't know, it, it's it's it, it works, man. I can I'll shoot you a picture of it if you want. It's 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 super like I don't know if you like I played uh I played Xbox quite a bit and so at some point I did use like the sniper paddles, like the, they extended the little sniper they extended your thumbstick like a good two inches so you can like get really good with like sniping on there. Like you make like barely make any movement. And so I picked that up a long time ago. It's just like it's the same exact uh, idea behind it is you have much more room to throw. So, But, but yeah, man. If there's any recommendations, it's that. Um, So I've been working on my Imperial Fist. Got those bad boys. Like, got them rocking and rolling. I got two games in against Trevor. Uh, He beat the piss out of me. Like, that's just, like, hands down for our first game. I realized how insane cacophony wear. Like, I've never, like... Like, I never feared cacophony. I always looked at their stat line. I was just like, yeah, cacophony aren't bad, man. Like, that wouldn't build a third company elite army. They're not that great. Holy shit, was I wrong. (laughs) Like, they are pretty damn good. Especially if you're just peoples. And I ended up playing a game against him. I had... Uh, Eight-man last cannon squad, two five-man terminator squads. It was only a thousand-point game, and uh, he played, I think, an eight or ten-man cacophony squad against me. And I'm like, all right, cool. I got 48-inch range on my last cannon dudes. I'll go ahead and sit back a little bit. Well, I completely spaced that third company elite. Ride of war lets you move and shoot with your cacophony, so they just like rolled up and we're in 36 inch range of me he got first turn unloaded on my last cannon dudes and i lost three guys no big deal i was like oh yeah that's just how it works numbers i'm gonna lose some people three guys are dead then you take a leadership test minus three fail that real quick then trevor goes and rolls a six and kills all that unit you're just like Holy shit, like, what just happened, man? They'll bring the thunder. That Bioshock is no joke, dude. Like, it is so wild. And so I'm like, wow. I was like, well, there goes all my last cannons. But don't you worry. I've got these two units of Terminators with Storm Shields who are invincible that are going to run forward and murder you. Nah, man, he didn't have to move shit. He just sat there every turn. I'm trying to, like... Move my Terminators forward. They're just getting gunged up by his cacophony. Like he didn't have to take any other unit except for that cacophony. For and that were those
2: game. your uh, cataphracts? Yeah, my cataphracts. So they yeah. can't run. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so after <laughs> that, you're like, man, I never realized how good running is until you're running cataphractic <laughs> Terminators.
0: Until <laughs> so you're fucking like slowly moving forward. I was like, man, I should have spent fifteen points to make these bad boys deep strike. <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty rough game. Uh, then I played him again after that, and I wiped him. But that was only because I had to, like, really, really, like, move at the exact... Because he deployed first, so I just put my last cannon squad at the exact opposite end of the table for uh, for his cacophony. And I just blasted them for, like, the first three turns, so they are all dead. And I was like, okay, now we move forward, boys. <laughs> so then it was pretty much the exact same game, just the other spectrum, where my last cannons just killed everybody. So... Yeah, don't nice. sleep on Last Cannons. They're real. <laughs> so, other than that, uh I've been painting, well, okay, let me start by let me let me start by saying y'all know about my roommate and my roommate's uh um, love of assembling, right? Like we've talked about this before. Jake loves to assemble stuff. Um so I've got probably oh like nine 10 11 12 probably like 18 to 19 buildings from uh death ray designs the mdf board like buildings uh the ones that all look like the uh, dawn of war buildings so my roommate has just been like slamming these out like comes home from like comes home from work sits down assembles like two buildings i go to bed i wake up in the morning and there's like Five buildings sitting on the table. Like he's just been slamming them out. Like he just enjoys putting stuff like that together. Whatever. I'm not gonna stop from doing it. I'm just gonna leave stuff in front of his door. And if it gets assembled, <laughs> it gets assembled. You know. Cody actually came over the other day, put two Avengers in front of his door, and then he's like, <laughs> like he just assembled them for Cody. Like, yeah, you, you want? Fuck it. I love assembling stuff. So my roommate loves to professionally assemble stuff, and he does a great job at it. So anyway, so I've got all these Death Ray design buildings built. And I had to figure out, like, okay, what kind of paint scheme can I give these buildings that won't take, like, hours that I can, like, quickly produce to, like and, like, do, like, some, like, line painting on buildings. And so I was like, let me go ahead and paint up one building, and I will try and, like, do the most minimal painting on this building to see what I can do. So I painted the building black, primed it up. I uh, took some white ink, some of that uh oh what is that company Ryan? I know you know it off the top of your head. That ink.
1: What are you talking about? Oh
0: that ink that oh whatever. Ink. Yeah, it's white ink. Uh it's in the other room. Oh well. So I took white ink. I went through the building. I panel uh panel highlighted the building. So every single panel on there I just hit it with a white. And then I took some Ferrari red and just filter out the whole building. And so it came out this like really pretty red. And then I took some AK interactive. uh, Well, I glossed it. I gloss coated it. Then I took some AK interactive rust streaks and I just hit the whole building up, let it dry for like 45 seconds. And I took an old pair of drawers, an old pair of (laughs) underwear,
2: (laughs) (laughs) the old AK interactive drawers.
0: Yeah. The AK interactive underwear, which I've had since day one (laughs) of this podcast. And uh, I wiped it all down. It came out pretty good, man. Like it, it like pictures like you can see it on the Facebook page. I took pictures of it and everybody was asking where it came from, but it's Death Row Designs. And I think I think it looks better in person. Like, <coughs> do you agree with that, Derek?
2: Oh yeah, I've seen the pictures. I've seen it in person. It looks good in person. Yeah, it's like a It looks good in pictures, but in person it looks better.
0: Yeah, so the only thing I need f- the last thing I want for that is cuz I want to paint up all those buildings red. And they're they're all for Heresy Camp and they'll be spread out amongst a number of tables. They're they're Dawn of War Style looking buildings, and so the video game Dawn of War, and so like having them painted up Mechanicum makes sense, you know, because like it's like oh like There's you little, can put this prefab anywhere buildings that
2: they just drop pod in.
0: Yeah, they drop pod these buildings in, and actually it'd be kind of cool to have like a like a burn mark underneath them, even like i like prefab like a little burn mark where they're going. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. May I think about that? Anyway, so yeah, but. But we're gonna put these buildings all over the place, just just to have more terrain for Heresy Camp. I think we have plenty of terrain, but it was just one of those things where, uh, just to have filler buildings and stuff like that, and they're pretty nice. I just want to get all these buildings painted up this red, and then I want to hit them all up with Mechanicum decals. Uh, the only thing that the only problem is I haven't found giant Mechanicum decals, uh, so I might have to like stencils. Get my mom to cut out with her Cricut some
2: vinyls or something but stencils will work too i guess well i mean either way you probably have to go to the cricket to like cut out some vinyl stencils but
0: yeah it's gonna have to be some cricket work Uh, either way i
2: think they look pretty badass
0: yeah man i gotta figure something out i gotta get because that's like that's what like they're just pure red right now but i think a black white a black and white number on there and especially with the white numbers if they're all chipped up i think they look really dope and then if I had, like, the big Mechanicum logo on the door, I think it'll really make those doors pop, look good. Yeah. Just scatter Mechanicum buildings across the whole, like, every battlefield. it be really sweet. Uh, and then I also got my Dragonforge bases in, drilled out the bottom of them, and started putting uh, magnets in each of them. So I glued magnets into the bottom of my Dragonforge bases. Uh, powerful Jeff over at Dragonforge. Go give him a, go check him out, guys. Uh, like... Definitely, definitely some of the best bass I've ever had. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. They I painted think, so well. I think
1: they're the best. Yeah, um, it's... I just did that with my – when I said I was working on Dark Age stuff and glossed it over, that's exact, I did the exact same thing Michael did. I went in and drilled holes in all my Dark Age bases, and I got them all nice sitting in the rack now.
0: Yeah, that's uh, 100% what we had to, I had to do. Uh, I was looking at the uh, Can Hammer YouTube channel. And they had the uh, uh, the Dragon Forge bases, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> they were using the uh, the Dragon forge. gotta, man, I gotta give credit where credits due, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were using the the can they were I'm sorry, they were using the Jeff Wilhelm Dragon Forge uh, brick bases. And I was like, man, those look really good on custodes. I bet they would look even better on Imperial Fist. And then so I went and ordered all of them from Imperial for my Imperial Fist. Instead of doing the diamond plate, I plan on doing diamond plate uh, bases, which I ordered from some company, which I think is out of business and is never going to send my stuff. But I guess we'll find out because <laughs> yeah, they definitely I've definitely not seen those bases, and I ordered them a long time ago. So and like the day after their site was down, and then I was like freaking that's a, out. That's a bad sign. Yeah, I was like, oh, this isn't good. So, <laughs> so I'll either have the, those bases will come in eventually, hopefully, but if not, I wasted like 80 bucks. But anyway,
2: so I hit you with the long con <laughs> yeah,
0: for real. Uh, so I, I, I just ended up like after seeing those tile brick bases that they had, I just ordered like almost cobblestone. I just ordered, ended up ordering them from Dragon Forge, uh, got them in, painted my first one, my first 80 millimeter for the Daredeo. And glued them on. And that yellow with that white. And I made sure that I glossed over the the tile so it looks like tile. And it just, dude, looks so swell. It looks so good. like, And then with the magnets on there, he's like perfectly married to my Magna Rack. And it's just, it's so nice. Like where we're at in the hobby right now is so good.
1: Did you ever uh, print my 60 millimeter hex base?
0: No, I haven't printed your 60 millimeter hex base. Okay. I do need to though and I have an ad, like is, is that for like a oh, now I can check and fit fitment on an atlas but
1: it doesn't go for I'll show you hang on i going to show you thing.
0: giant battle tech stuff <sighs> so anyway so yeah that's that's what I've been working on Uh, been going good haven't touched my dust stuff need to get on there but you know whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we got a few games of that in loving that <laughs> yeah i like how quick the games are yeah games are super quick Slowly going to
1: so that's what an atlas that? yeah
0: I got an atlas that's what the basis for oh. oh what in god's name is that monstrosity well, it's like a, it's like a it's warhound there's... titan that Needs to go on a diet. (laughs)
2: That thing is thick with two C's.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So that's why you can see the difference in the width. She's a fatty. I hear you. (laughs) No
2: shaming.
0: Yeah, no shame. So, yeah, that's what I've been working on. Solid. Solid work. Solid work. So this week is going to be both trying to figure out how to paint those crates from Death Ray Design. I have 32 crates from Death Ray. Good lord. And they give you, like, the crates, they send you the MDF to make the outline of the crates, but they also send you a cardboard box that goes inside the crates. And then you're supposed to paint the cardboard box however you want, weather it up, all that jazz, and they give you a template to do, like, hazard stripes on the side and stuff like that. Uh, so I got to figure out what's going to be a quick method to paint up 32 boxes, but I don't think there is a quick method. Uh, but I do know that uh, our local hobby store Legacy has terrain painting days, and they said that if I need help painting those those uh, those those crates, and I could come over there and we'll have a terrain painting day, and just go to town. And so
2: I'm those not, are the, like the perfect size to like hide stuff into. Yes, they are. If you want to do like goofy shit like that during your games
0: yeah and they come in boxes like they're boxes like i could literally put stuff in the box undo like they're cardboard boxes inside of these crates and so i can undo the box open it up and then like dump stuff out like they did in Adepticon in 2000 like
2: candy you put a little like scroll in there with like
0: yeah like a joke or something yeah and there's 32 of them so i mean we got a lot to play with we can even make a full shipping container zone mortalis board
2: like a cargo bay, like cargo bay, yeah, a bunch of like shipping containers in a ship.
0: Yep. Have to find out,
2: the narrative writes itself. Pretty much.
0: So anyway, that's all I got. That's it. That's all I got for hobby progress. Any questions? hour and a half
1: soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Jesus.
5: That's a lot of hobby love. Well, hobby's fucking strong with us. That's, that's how we roll around here, folks. All right. Yeah, we've been lots keeping that stories, strong.
2: I may not do it well, but I do it a lot.
5: <laughs> so I guess we'll, uh... has quality all of its own.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Some might say that. So I guess we're going to
0: move on to some Iron Hands, the powerful, powerful tent.
2: The fighting tent.
0: So.
5: Stormwalkers. Go... Yes.
0: Go ahead and. Uh... From Medusa. Go ahead and pull up your seat, boys. Go ahead and get yourself some some snackies, and listen to me tell the story of the Iron Hands the best way I know possible, which is not very good. Like I don't like I don't. I've never played Iron <laughs> Hands. Of like probably uh, ten minutes before this started, I was even looking up Iron Hands stuff just to make sure I got it right. So, uh, <laughs> if, <I'm you> know, <laughs> so, prepared for what
5: is set before me.
0: It's probably my least favorite Legion, but Jesus will go ahead and knock it out. Like I've never. Whatever. Um
5: How dare you, sir. So
0: <laughs> so so Scott if it's Scott or Teo, because both of you seem to be Iron Hands aficionados, I'm gonna kick this off and start talking about the lore and stuff like that. If you wanna add something in, you just go ahead and add it. Like start talking and I'll stop and you just go ahead and add your story in there and just squeeze in whatever you can because I'm gonna miss a lot of stuff. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, there's Mm. videos out there that explain the Iron Hands lore a lot better than I do, but just to make sure you understand what you're getting into, just throwing it out there. So first things first.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. So first things first. Are you being thrown off by this oversized (laughs) Rice Krispie Treat? Yeah, I am. You said get snackies. Yeah,
0: you got snackies. So... The Iron Hands, of course, you guys know. We've talked about it in every episode that we've done for these Legion talks. Uh, the Emperor created twenty sons, and I guess actually twenty-one sons technically. Mm-hmm. But anyway, twenty sons. Uh, Chaos split them, sent them all over the uh, all over the galaxy to different planets, and they all crash landed on these planets in their little gestation pods that they had. And all of them were tailored and made by their planet and what happened on their planet and things like that. I would say that somehow Ferris Manus was probably one of the least affected by his planet, otherwise, other than his hands. But like, just his mentality wasn't based on what his planet had to give him. Uh, when Ferris Manus hit the uh, ramp, like. Crash landed in his gestation pod into the planet Medusa, right? Medusa, yes. Medusa. Medusa.
3: Yeah, Medusa. Uh,
0: he actually landed into a mm-hmm. volcano, like a big chasm kind of thing, uh, and inside this chasm, or chasm, he awakened this giant metal beast. In, in... Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you know, when a when a big, you know. You have that much velocity coming down. And
2: a Primark hits your, pr- hit your planet. You're going to know about it.
0: Something, you're going to make a big old hole, and you're going to wake some stuff up that's been sleeping underground for a while. So let's first, before we start getting into the giant beast he awakened, uh, Ferris Manus wakes up and, you know, obviously not named Ferris Manus yet. And If you haven't really looked at it yet, Ferrum Anus is like Iron Hands for like real. It's kind of dumb, but whatever. Uh, so <coughs> Ferris Manus like comes out, looks at his gestation pod well Ferris
1: see. Manus is Latin for Iron Man. Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
0: So
2: Anyway, go ahead. Not kinda <laughs> dumb, you hater. God <laughs> dang, so if you ever forget the name of your Primark, just look at your chapter badge.
0: Yeah. So There it is. Ferris Manus comes out of his gestation pod, he sees the ten on there, he's like, Man, I'm too perfect to be a like <laughs> an anomaly. Something I'm pretty special I'm a special person. Uh, like, my whole life, you know, I've got to, I've got to figure this out, and so immediately he knows he's different. Immediately he's like already calculated that something's going on. Uh, giant worm comes out, escapes. Ferris Manis is like, clutch. Like, giant worm decides to go destroy whatever, and you know, just go do what a giant worm does. Uh, he notices inside the chasm he just broke into. There's like, conductive runes on the wall, and there's you like he's obviously in some sort of like, living environment that's like not natural but anyway necron shit he decides to leave and uh goes and starts viewing the planet and he sees that in this planet there's all these different tribes and he decides instead of like all the other primarchs to go become a king of the tribe and unite them and make them all like uh, a follow under his super banner he decides to not interfere and just go about uh, bettering himself. And so in the process of, like, you know, doing his own thing, doing him, he meets up with the big old worm again, the one that he unleashed onto the world and feeling kind of shitty about releasing this giant worm onto the world, like, as it's murdering this poor populace. He decides he's gonna do something about it and he goes to go out and sets out to go murder this worm. And so this this giant worm... I, what, what was the, the Necron thing that you said it was definitely... Like uh, Crypto Tech or crypto neck, whatever. No. Whatever it was. He
1: said Tombstalker, but I'm not sure it was a Tombstalker.
0: I would say, like, if you could blow up a Tombstalker to, like, mega size, it could be something like that. But, like, it was, like, basically, like the worms, like W-Y-R-M, that you see in, like, Magic the Gathering, but just metal and living metal. And he decides that he's going to go murder this thing because he feels bad and he's, you know, it's killing people. So he goes out and. Ends up, you know, choking out this lizard, this this giant worm, holds it in this lava flow to kill it. And in the process of this physics-defying lava flow death, he ends up um, melting this metal, burns his hands off, and in replacement of his hands, he has this metal that the giant worm was made of. So, I mean, it's like... Not would that be
3: replacing or just coating?
0: I don't really know. I, I would say probably, probably coating, probably like some Wolverine style coating.
5: Didn't didn't replace it; it coated it because later in uh later in some of the books like Feet of Iron and stuff, he talks about removing that shit. So just like, like a, something that's on his skin that's there. Yeah, forever. they're like <laughs> metal gloves, more like it. Yeah, but they because actually
3: in the old old art. It wasn't like grafted to him. It was like his full, ar- like his arms, his full arms up to his like shoulder pad, shoulder were metal. But then in the new lore, it's just his forearms and hands.
0: Yeah. So so Ferris Manis has metal hands, like up to his elbow. In the new lore, he's got these like metal hands. Now the thing is, this isn't like metal like you would imagine. Where it's like, man, once that stuff cools down, it's done. Like he's mm-hmm. just got like stuck in one position and. You know, hopefully he wasn't, like, clutching his fist because then he's useless forever. No, it's uh, some kind of special metal. Now, the only thing, you know, without getting, like, too deep T- into... T-1000. Like, yeah, T-1000 like, T, like, T-, T- 1, level metal. Like, the, the conspiracies go on on, like, what this, what this metal is. But I think, like, I don't know. I think there's enough, like... enough canon out there enough speculation that this is necron living metal is that right i'm not
2: gonna say necrons but it's necrons but it's necrons
0: so he's got living metal on his hands super cool whatever basically this metal realizes that he's like it's like a symbiote for his hands it like you know knows that it needs ferris manis to live so it just you know helps him out does his stuff so either way you look at it ferris manis was uh uh, had had metal hands, you know, iron hands. Kind of, kind of makes sense for the name of his, uh, for the name of his chapter.
3: I think the coolest yeah. thing about his hands is he used those for smelting.
0: Yes, absolutely. So when we'll he's making there.
3: a weapon, he doesn't. He just punches the shit out of it. He doesn't like grab a hammer, bang. Just like bam, 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 bam.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Ferris Which Manus is really cool. immediately starts crafting weapons crafting armor things like that uh he becomes this like insane blacksmith best blacksmith like ever uh uses his hands i mean no no not the best blacksmith ever i'm a salamander player so
1: no oh well (laughs) Well, uh
3: well techno in the lore they like um him and obviously uh have like a building competition what's better and they yeah, proved that the weapon that... Off.
5: It's a volcano or something, but...
3: Yeah, they uh they proved that Fulgrim's was prettier, but Ferris's was stronger.
0: So, so yeah. Which so is, let's get him off the sense. planet first. So, so right now in the lore, Ferris Manis is still on the planet. He's doing his, like, smelting thing. He's, like, using his hands to make weapons and stuff like that. Then the Emperor comes, alright? Emperor comes down and ferris manis being ferris manis decides to fight him i guess because that makes that's how you settle things whereas
2: he's he's not the only Primarch who's like hey i'm the biggest baddest motherfucker on this planet prove to me that you're bigger and more bad." another big bad motherfucker is now on this planet all right well i guess we're doing this then
0: (laughs) yeah so he letter kenny styled had to show that he was the toughest (laughs) and this battle apparently leveled a mountain allegedly allegedly i don't know iron worm stuff we don't know nobody knows so, anyway. Those the
3: damn space marines embellishing stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The people. So, this historical level battle happens. uh Then the, the Ferris Manus goes, you know what? I get it. You are more powerful than I am. I will follow you. And so, the Emperor gives him the 10th Legion, which he then calls the Iron Hands. Uh So, during this whole process, uh he gets to meet his brothers, and he actually does... Have a fantastic relationship with his brother Fulgrim, uh, mainly because the way Ferris Manus' mind works is he w- like it, it's hard to say not say perfection, but it's kind of he did not like weakness, and so yeah,
2: he he has an obsession with identifying and removing weaknesses.
0: Exactly, uh, that's actually why he did not he you know he he did not unite all the different colonies because. He thought by having competition, it eliminated weakness because you kind of weeded that out uh, by having the different different colonies and different you know settlements hate each other. You could weed out that weakness and get rid of that. Uh, so naturally, that hatred of weakness and the pursuit of perfection—they—they they, it's almost you know synonyms of each other. You know, like definitely him and Fulgrim both. Um, both kind of took off, man. They, they both really enjoyed each other. And then, you know, going back to what Tay was saying, uh, they had a little building competition. They decided to see who was the better blacksmith and see who could build better things. And they made each other weapons like brothers do. You know, I've made yeah. my brother a weapon. Derek has... Oh, Derek and I have a brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just what you do, man. You make your brother a sword and he Derek makes you a had, hammer. had a brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Which I always thought was kind of funny. So, like, um, the sword—if you were to put it in like Ferris's hands—look like, like, describe it as being like small. The, the sword that he made for um, Fulgrim. So, as they describe in the books, like him holding the sword or whatever, and it looks almost like a dagger. <laughs> but when he gives it to Fulgrim, it looks like a long sword, just because he's so much burlier and larger than Fulgrim was.
0: Absolutely. The yeah, <laughs> he's so manly, so big. So yeah. he he makes him a sword, and Fulgrim makes him a hammer, and it's they they try and you know have a little competition amongst each other, and that's nothing really gets settled out of that. Um, what else? What else um, before, like? he was
3: like, um, he was like pretty much the most like Primarch out of all the other Primarchs, mm-hmm. other than Horus himself, like. No one had any kind of beef with him, really,
2: because like, you know how the like Arabo, him,
3: Yeah, yeah. So like Berdorabo and like obviously, but like no one ever. I think everyone's either either indifferent or they loved Paris Manus, or what it seemed like.
0: Yeah, I. I, I like yeah, think, there's no the thing, thing about, in the lore.
5: Go ahead. The big thing about Medusa was that the the whole culture was kind of cyber barbarian. So the planet originally had a big ring around it, around the outside that Mechanicum, when when they settled Medusa, they were harvesting like all the all the ore and metals and shit they could draw out of the planet. Well, <clears throat> when all night happened, you know, that big ring fell into disrepair and stuff and they couldn't trade any of that shit anymore or anything like that. So, um all the technology that was on the planet, the planet descended into kind of like a techno barbarian society. So it was very geologically unstable with all these volcanoes and shit from where the mechanicum had been mining it, fracking it and all that stuff. Um, fracking. So all the <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know, space fracking. Probably. I'm pretty sure. There I mean, go. probably though. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It goes into building space derricks and stuff, but you know, it's like that. And uh, so, all the people who lived on Medusa, all these clans lived on these giant land crawlers, which are like giant like boats on land with tracks and shit. They roam around, you know, endlessly forever. But just can't stay in one spot because of earthquakes and shit. So, when you're trying to get an aesthetic of like the culture he came from and the planet and stuff and what would shape the Legion's character, it was very like. Technologically feral, I guess, you could way Mad describe. Max is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mad Max was like higher technology,
3: effective and brutal, but does not have a fanciness to it. Right.
0: What's that? Uh, what's that new movie come out with? Like coming out with the uh, moving cities and stuff like that.
5: Uh, uh, it matter. Mortal Engines.
0: Yeah, it's like Mortal Engines meets uh, meets Mad Max kind of thing.
5: Yeah. Yeah. There you go
2: sure <laughs> yeah sure whatever you say <laughs>
5: so so yeah man, on, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what else man what like i mean his legion definitely <laughs> decides to uh iron out all of these imperfections i I'm continuing on with the uh with like I, the, the legion's pretty well known for its uh I guess hatred of the flesh, you know, believing that the flesh should be some sort of weakness to it. And
5: yeah, they don't get along with like militia and shit very well. Because if you read the book Feet of Iron, they're always pushing people like, hey, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. And humans, you know, we don't operate the same way Astardes do in fucking shitty ass environments. So when people start dying of thirst and hunger and exposure and all this shit, Iron Hands don't really give a fuck. They're like, fucking stop crying, you know. (laughs) Stop dying, you cowards. (laughs) Yeah, so. So,
0: absolutely. So, so definitely they they see weakness. uh, And and coming back to the techno barbarian, seeing weakness in the flesh, uh, Augmedics is pretty common amongst the Iron Hands. That's going to be something that you'll see quite a bit. And all their upgrade sprues, that's something you'll see quite a bit uh, in their profile itself once we get there you know they're very tough it's just that's how they work man weakness is not
2: an option well the apothecary is busy and I'm but the tech 90% priest can sure what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> he says the apothecary is busy We're... but the tech priest can see you sir
3: yeah <laughs> um, I'm 90% sure that when you get inducted to I guess a full astartes you would cut off your right hand You would do. they would do it to themselves and get it replaced with a mechanical one
0: Man, is that? Would you actually do that? Like, would you do that right now?
2: If I got to be a space marine, hell yes.
0: No, not space marine, just normal human. Oh, like if I yeah. Like, so like okay. What, hey, it, what, what am level I aware, of
5: fucking technology are we talking about here on this? Yeah, am I aware am I that I I'm gonna get a dope Star like Wars a hand? A shitty little, a fucking Captain <laughs> Hook hand? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> but We're like talking a, Star Wars. Star crazy? Wars
0: Darth Vader hand. Yes. <laughs> Instantly oh, yeah. You would. Yeah, yeah yes.
5: dude. Fuck, I would do. All of my shit to have that. That's way cooler, man. No, yeah. like my
2: favorite part of the Heresy novels is like the Mechanicum like circle jerking, where you like they show off how big and badass the Mechanicum Magos is by like just describing his fucking form, or it's like uh, like that part in Master of Mankind where that dude's running a Forge World and is like orchestrating it like music, and then like the proximity alerts go off because like Janicea Crow snuck in. And so he's like detaching from all that. And it's like lowering him onto the rest of his body, which is tank treads. All the weapons are getting installed back into him and cycling through their boot processes. And the whole time he's just like, who the fuck? Hoomst the fuck? You, get, sneak you on can have my mechanical
1: parts, but you got to roll on the Gorka Morka table to see which one you get. And <laughs> hey, that's what you have to cut it off yourself. <laughs> so
2: I'm just saying I'm all about augmentics that be that be badass. Yeah. If I can have a Star a one, Wars hand that cut knife. it right
1: now, if you roll a 6 you get a Paraclaw.
3: Yeah. Um and Scott, I don't know if you can confirm this for me, but the reason that he was given the 10th Legion is because they had low numbers and Ferris Manis was already adept at using low numbers and high efficiency.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe that's in um book 2, I think. Yeah. Master, yeah.
3: Yeah, cuz they're all about um they're supposed they're essentially supposed to be a force that fights uh, overwhelming numbers with uh, I guess low losses. Right, right, yeah.
5: They, they were originally called, the the Tenth Legion was originally called the Stormwalkers. That was like the nickname they got. They used a, a battle tactic that's real reminiscent of like hammer and anvil style tactics. So if you're building an army list where you have like a brick of fucking old fantasy players will know this tactic where you have like bricks of infantry and shit. They, your your enemy comes up and hits those, and then your hammer is whatever comes in from the flanks, the side, the fucking deep strike, all that shit, and surrounds them and kills them, and that's reflected in uh, some of their rights of war we'll get to later. Yeah, definitely.
3: And, like, uh, so like with, the with obviously, the, all their augmentation, you'll see in just their generic rules that they're meant to be survivable and tough as nails. That The bulk of it, like, that that first wave that's supposed to take that hit is made to just survive as long as possible. Right, right.
5: Yeah, just be very hardy and kind of survive the worst the enemy has to throw at them. And once the enemy kind of breaks and loses momentum, that's where that that hammer strike and those... Yeah.
0: Solid. That's definitely them. So, I mean, at some point, uh, Powerful Ferris Man is... uh, I think... What was that? World 1544 or whatever... I don't know, at some point, Ferris Manus decides that he's going to go ahead and communicate with Eldar, and he's going to learn um, about this prophecy that his brother Fulgrim will kill him. And so <laughs> he hears about this, and he's just like, nah, you're a liar, you dirty Eldar. And just goes about his day, but it kind of like sticks in the back of his mind. He's like, "No, nah. I don't have to
2: believe you. You're all dead. <laughs> you're, you're all Eldar, you <laughs> gross. Fucking losers.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, he In the back of his mind, uh, unfortunately, like some of the other Primarchs, like, you know, you had Conrad Kurz, you had Sanguinus and all them. They had some uh, prophetic, you know, they, they had these different uh, uh, abilities to kind of foresee in the future. So they knew that bad stuff was going to happen to them. And unfortunately, Ferris Manus just kind of got told this by some people who knew the future was coming and knew that it was going to happen. And so it just kind of ate at him, you know, it's like, you know, just like if somebody were to tell you like offhand, they're like, "Hey, dude, uh, you stink." And you're like, "I don't stink. Get out of here." And you're just gonna think about it like all the time, like, "Man, dude, I really stink." Like, just like, uh, I like, somebody stink, is, like man. way
2: too adamant about giving you a breath mint.
0: Yeah, like, <clears> exactly. <throat> like, it's just like, so it definitely ate up at him, but he didn't believe it, and so he he tried to like almost like out of his way, kind of like be friends with Fulgram and like make sure like, "No, he's my favorite brother, man. He'll never do this to me." And unfortunately, he like put overwhelming trust into his brother. So, with that in mind, coming back full circle into, I mean, like, a whole bunch, of, like, there's not a whole bunch of lore that we can go into as far as on Iron Hands and stuff, uh, but moving forward brings you to the Istvan Drop Site Massacre. Uh, so, if you, you don't know about this, this is, this is a huge spoiler alert coming your way, Uh <laughs> The Iron Hands don't do so hot in the Drop Massacre, uh, so unfortunately they don't. They only realize that some. They've heard about Istvan three. They've heard about uh, Horus, Materian, Angron uh, murdering, and and of course you know Fulgrim himself heard about them murdering their own Legion and things like that. Uh, so he's one of the one of the few Loyalist Primarchs that like shows up to. Well, I guess all the Loyalist Primarchs showed up, but he comes in to Sh- Rock House to shake things up. You know, he's gonna like. Bring his brothers to justice for killing their legions and things like that. And unfortunately, he was not aware that his uh, he there were some brothers pulling some sneaky stuff, like the word Bears, the Alpha Legion. Yes.
1: Yeah, well, he was put a... fully in charge. Let's not sugarcoat it. He was put fully in charge and fuck handed it. Yeah. This, Whoops. It's hard to. It's it's definitely hard to like talk Ferris Manus up at this point
2: because Iron Hands, Butterfingers.
0: Yeah. Ferris Manus was real hard headed in this whole situation. Um even when they were they should have been on the withdrawal after they had been declared that uh, the word bearers, and the alpha legion and night the Words. night lords were traitors and not on their sides even though they said that they were going to help them out uh ferris manis continue want continuously like wanted to go headstrong into this and uh his other brothers were like no nah, man we definitely shouldn't do that uh, that's going to be a real bad idea and he did not want to show weakness and Teo, what happened to him what happened to ferris manis on this 5 <laughs>
3: Uh, he got some he got some hugs and kisses from his favorite brother, right?
0: Yeah, definitely what happened.
3: <laughs> well, no, he, he fought his brother and got his fucking head yeah. off.
0: Yeah. Keep in mind, guys, on this one, um, by this point, Fulgrim was not only uh, fully turned to Horace's side, but as well, uh, the blade that he carried was also uh, kind of tainting him in a way. It was definitely changing the way he thought about it things. A demon,
1: it was a demon-possessed sword. Yeah. Demon-possessed uh, sword. It,
0: it
3: was like... good. Um, I'm 90% sure that as well as... So the demon was in full control. Not full control but like physical control of uh, Fulgrim's body at this point and when they were fighting. And then he apparently gave Fulgrim control at, right after he had cut Ferris Menace's head off. For him to grieve intensely. Yeah. So in the lore, like, Fulgrim cuts his head off and just starts weeping and just like crumbles as a human being, well, as a Primarch.
0: Yeah. And so here's the thing. So when you're thinking about playing Heresy, um, and you're thinking about, you know, jumping into the game, jumping, like, right now you're listening to this episode, probably because you want to play Iron Hands, things like that. And if you're a new player and you didn't know about the Heresy, uh, Istvan 5 is a hard cutoff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for for Ferris, a lot of people talk about that <clears> as the <throat> beginning of the Horse Heresy, yeah. as we know it.
0: And so it's a uh, it's kind of it's kind of difficult. I mean, there's actually special rules out there for playing post Istvan Five and like pre Istvan Five. And there's even like Pertorabo He's like, hey, is he fighting after Istvan Five? Because then he gets his like he gets Ferris's hammer. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on. And so uh, I've never been to an event or anything like that where that. Actually halted the ability to play Ferris, uh, but he definitely does die in the Heresy, and unfortunately, there's like nothing retconning him back as of right now. And there's like it's the the beginning of the Heresy, so he dies pretty early on
2: until 40K does something stupid. But
0: yeah, until... <laughs> <laughs> easy there. Yeah, just ignore <laughs> that. <laughs> so so anyway, um, so he gets betrayed by his brother Fulgrim, his favorite brother, and. This demon makes him cut off Ferris's head, and it like it's like a hard cut off. It's not like a there's a chance he's alive or anything like that. Like it's creepy level. He's dead, and they took his head and everything. Like he's straight up, murked over with. Um. I mean that's pretty. I mean that's that's like unfortunately like that's a pretty hard cut off as far as like how that goes. His legion goes into grieving. Uh, they
2: honestly, after that, they like partnered up with salamanders for a while. Cause they both took heavy losses. Yeah.
0: They lost Vulcan went missing and then Ferris Manus died. And so both the, both the salamanders, the Raven guard <coughs> and the, uh, um, the iron hands all kind of like for a minute there just kind of did their own thing. Um, they didn't really follow too much orders, stuff like that. They just kinda all went about. So, I mean, there's some cool army aspects you can do there. You you can make some cool uh uh Shattered Legions. Cool Shattered Legion stuff and uh but that's one thing it.
5: that it's kinda important to understand with this situation was he was becoming more and more present that his his legion was getting detached from humanity as far as their mantra being the flesh is weak and all this stuff and that they were starting to rely a little too heavily on bionics and starting to lose touch with what, like, makes us human, kind of. So he had wrote this, like, manifesto piece about how when the war was over, he was going to have them do away with all their bionics and strip all that metal shit off of his <laughs> hands so they could kind of come back to, like, a sense of what made him human. But when he dies, it is fan 5. That's, like, the push, that pushes them over the edge and now they instead of finding anything that makes them human they don't give a fuck anymore like they fully believe that you know their prime mark died because the flesh is weak and weak it, they can't man. rely on yeah they are not like you know strong enough as they are as humans so they have to become something more and that's what kind of pushes them down the path of like overindulging in bionics and stuff
0: yeah and they definitely there's definitely a ton of uh hatred and revenge seeking on a lot like even if you look at any of these books or anything like that uh they are one hundred percent pissed off as mad as he would be if somebody like killed your dad and you were a superhuman and you could just go murder people. That's like exactly how they take it uh so like revenge is definitely in their hearts, and so they go much harder. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, and they're really...
5: they're very at this stage like they're super pissed off at the Raven Guard and Salamanders and stuff because when Ferris launched this attack and he just fucking you know Leroy Jenkins did with the uh, you know his his clan of uh, Terminators, the Vernie clan, which were like the elites of the Legion. You know he. They kind of, for whatever, you know, misguided reason, feel like the, the people around them didn't fight hard enough, and that's why they lost and shit, but...
0: Yeah, and definitely did see the the headstrong death that they were running into, like, the absolute, like, shit show it was about to be, so they definitely did not give their full, like, their all, and that, unfortunately, Ferris Manis like, did not... Uh, did not get the full support, and... uh yeah, got his head cut off. That's what happened. So, anything you want to... Anything post Istvan about the Legion that y'all want to talk about? I mean, other than the...
5: Well, they're the biggest... Assassin attempts. The biggest Legion as far as the Saturn's Legions go because it is Fan 5. It was really only that head clan, Clan of Ernie, and then some, like, supplements from other clans that, that like, took horrendous losses so all the other iron hands clans were scattered to the four winds they didn't they weren't able to make it in time for the assault on Isfan fan five so they as far as actually still having numbers there's a lot of them so when you see and read books about shattered legions and stuff there's a lot of iron hands characters in there typically
1: yeah, and you need to talk about Shadrach Medusan, Scott. Talk about him because he's super important to the history. Yeah, so,
5: so Shadrach Medusan was an Iron Hand character who who was, it is fan five, and essentially what he was was like a, a clan commander, and each clan is commanded by an Iron Father or someone of a similar rank, and they all have a council where they meet and are, you know make delegations to the Legion, whatever. Well, in aftermath phase Fan five, Shadrach Medusin's there. He gets all fucked up and wounded and stuff defending his ship and orbit. If you read the the um, the novella Medusan, uh, I think it was a Warhammer World exclusive, but it should be available on ebook now. So if it's something you guys are interested in, check that out on Black Library. Uh, essentially what Shadrach Mendusin was is the the traitors knew how the Iron Hands Legion worked, and they understood that there was a Clan Council. So after Isfan Five, it was pretty predictable that these Clan Council members were going to get together and try to like, you know, figure shit out so they can mount some kind of counter offense. Well, they assassinated a lot of these Clan Council members. Like very few of them, you know, survived. Tivol Mars involved and stuff, and he uh, killed a lot of these a lot of these dudes. Well, Shadrach Medusa makes it, and he is the one iron hand of all the. Well, there's one other, but he kind of goes the other way. Shadrack Medusa is like one guy who's like, "Look, the way we've been doing business is not fucking work. Can't just be pissed off and hit strong and just like, hey, we're just gonna fucking, you know, slug it out with them. No head movement, no nothing. We're just gonna go straight at him. He starts to think like." how can I actually enact revenge on these guys in an effective manner? So he becomes kind of a cooperative force with other like factions of the Shattered Legion. so the Salamanders and, you know, Raven guard and these other, these other legions, including some of the others that weren't necessarily this thing, five drop site, but had fringe elements that were separated from their legion and kind of Starts to plot together, you know, how can I bleed Horus? I know where he's going. We know what he's doing. We know what the plan is, obviously. Okay, how can we make him pay, you know, death by a thousand cut style the whole way to Terra? So what Shadrach Medusin does is he becomes essentially the leader of the insurgency for, for the loyalists and fights the Shadow War style battle against Horus, you know, on his path all the way to the soul system in Terra. And a, a really good book that details a lot of this, if, if it's something you're interested in or you want to read any kind of, like, battle reports, is Book 6, Retribution, Forest Heresy series. And that's going to detail, you know, how these Shattered Legions came together. And they really kind of, they take the best aspects of their doctrines. So, you know, the Iron Hands, how they're good at direct engagements and, and you know, brutal kind of being having to be resilient um the salamanders what they do well the the raven guard how they use stealth and tactics and things like this how they use all these all their like legion traits that make them good at what they do and reinventing them in a new way so they can fight this gorilla style campaign and and it hinder horus as much as they can before he hits solstice. he's a very influential character and very cool like he uh he's an iron hand obviously like he's got bionics and shit he fought at the drop site and all this stuff but he it's cool to see the evolution of him as a character because you see where he was and what he believed and you know what his legion's about but you see how he changes to meet his goals and stuff and that's a very it's a very interesting character development sort of case study <laughs>
0: He sounds so much more interesting than Ferris Man is.
5: <laughs> like he like very much so. Like I'll be honest with you, even that I've I've already pissed about it, and I'm not going to piss on it anymore on here. But I really I made it like 50 pages into Ferris's Primark backstory, I just couldn't read it anymore because it wasn't written from the standpoint that I wanted it to be written from, and I know that's like obviously it's subjective. Like it's how you watch TV show, you know, it's up to the interpretation of the people. But Shadrach Medusa is he a lot more layers to him. He's a lot more relatable. Like, as a human being with like, you know, your own standpoints and views, you're going to be able to relate to him a lot more than you would any other Primark. Because they're written in a very different way. You know, they're very myopic in how they feel and what they view and being sort of like They're like a fucking trained circus bear amongst regular normal people, you know. He is not like that. and uh, You you actually get to see, you know, a character take a more relatable path of development than you would with Primarch. But that kind of also makes
3: sense. Like, Primarchs are just so much loftier than normal, like a a human... That they have no, they don't even like a space marine was a human at one point, whereas a primarch was always a primarch. So they're just so detached from what a, per, a human being is, even if they want to help them and want to be like. I don't think a primarch could ever actually understand what's like to be a human.
1: Nope.
0: Definitely nope. not Ferris Manus.
2: Not with nope. the metal ass hands. not with them ferris ass manis that's always
5: going to stick out metal hands are always going to stick out no matter who you be
2: show me a lineup where one guy's got metal hands I'll find him every time
5: (laughs) (laughs) that's a dead giveaway as they say Yeah. so
0: anyway off of uh, ferris manis and some lore background let's go ahead and jump into some Special rules, guys. So mm. if you want to start playing Iron Hands and you start getting into the game, uh, first things first, you're going to need a couple of books. You're going to need, well, three. Uh, you're going to need the Horace Heresy rule book to jump into the game to completely get the full rule set. Um, you're also going to need the uh, Age of Darkness Legion Estardes book and the Age of Darkness uh, Legion's book. And so that's going to be the two red books that you see on the Forge World page uh, the Iron Hands are going to be on page 46, or I'm sorry, 44, and there's no other books you need for them, as of right now. Uh, that is, those are the only three books you'll need to play them. All the special rules and all the special units will be inside there. So, working off of that, let's talk about some of their special rules. Uh, first things first, the Iron Hands have Legion of Stardes, like every other Space Marine, uh, units with a special rule may always attempt to regroup at the normal leadership value regardless of casualties keep in mind this is not and they shall know no fear it's a lot different uh, but definitely uh definitely keep that in mind uh, now special rule special to the iron hands only they also have inviolate armor all models only Legion started iron hands special rule reduce the strength of all shooting attacks against them by minus one that's a good one that's a really good one guys um Anything that shoots at you will be minusing one strength on its attack, as long as it's shooting at Legion, as start is Iron Hands units. So your tanks don't benefit from this. Your uh, Dreadnoughts don't benefit from this.
5: It's still fucking good, though. Boy, is it <laughs> fucking good, man. Oof.
0: Yeah, very good. And one of the most notable things that happens with Iron Hands is definitely, definitely one of their benefits. Uh, another rule they have is stand and fight, which means all models with Iron Hand special rule must pass a leadership test in order to make sweeping advances after winning an assault or to make a run move in the shooting phase. In addition, models with this rule may not voluntarily go to ground.
2: Because they got to hobble on them peg legs. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so, stand and fight, guys. Uh, this is kind of a drawback, unfortunately. Uh, it's almost like they did this to balance the minus one to shooting. It kind of gimps them a little bit in close combat and things like that. There's no real benefit to this rule. This is something that's just
5: What's so. the... What is standing fight again? I'm sorry. I should be listening more carefully. You have to take
2: a leadership test to make a swooping advance or to run, and you can't go to ground voluntarily. Yeah.
5: yeah. That hurts, man. This is developing a trend where you kind of see this is not a fast arm. <laughs> Necessarily. So, not... Not like, you know, inherently fast. Yeah.
0: Another rule they have is rigid tactics and Iron Hand's attachment may not have more units with Legion of Stardust Iron Hand special rule in total, including independent characters with the jump infantry, bike, or jet bike types than it does with the infantry type. Note that because of this, certain rights of war are unavailable to Iron Hand armies. Uh, So you can never have more bikes jet bikes jump infantry than the rest of your army. uh, So you have to balance that out. And I think we were talking about before the show, Teo was talking about a uh, jet bike ride of war army. And so that seems like it's going to take quite a bit of balancing to get that done.
3: Yeah. So I guess apparently you can do it because you're taking, he's got multiple characters. So because it specifically says characters count. Yes. Right. So as long as they're on foot, it should be fine.
2: Yeah, I think you said he had three and three?
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's got um, he's got four jet bike units and then four car- uh, four infantry
0: units.
2: Okay. Yeah, as long as he doesn't have more non-infantry than infantry.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something yeah. to look out for, guys. Uh, it does limit you to... I'm trying to think of what rights of war that would limit you out of. Um, I think probably Fury of the Ancients. You'd have to do a lot <clears> of... Drop, like assault. That. It's going to be drop
5: tough. It. Yeah. Or not drop... Is it
1: units yeah. in total, or is it only... It's units with Legion of Stardes, not units. Yeah, your, your vehicles
2: total. don't
5: count. Units it's with
0: Legion
3: side. of yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, units with Legion of
0: Stardes, and then you just... It's
1: jet infantry, bike, or
2: jet bike, so... So you could still do...
1: Like so the only one uh, is it's going to be... You can still do it, it's just going to be more difficult to do, like, drop assault Vanguard, Sky yeah. Hunter. Skyhunter, uh whatever it's called. All the jet bikes from everywhere. Skyhunter
5: Stormblade Sword. Fucking
1: yeah. yeah, whatever that thing's called.
5: Game generator. Name generator <laughs> spits them <something> out as
1: <laughs> Yeah, it'll be
3: harder, and I think the reason for that is because bikes with negative one to their shooting and suddenly become pretty darn hard to kill with shooting.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah. Sure it was like
2: effectively toughness six with Jink.
3: Yeah. And if they're jet, yeah, jet bikes, and they're two plus armor save as well. So that's just that's,
4: pretty mean. that's, that's stunky good. and
3: stanky. It's really good. Um, I think the other cool thing with that rule is obviously the ability with apothecaries. Now you need strength ten or nine minimum to get rid of an apothecary's bonus. No, it'd be ten
1: because you got to double amount.
3: Yeah, but only lowers the strength by one. So
1: yeah, nine goes to eight. Which- oh,
2: I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Which ends up now? Now you have to really, really dedicate strong anti tank weapons to just not give uh, Iron Handed feel no pain.
1: Now you just assault them. Yeah, <laughs> just murder them the old fashioned way. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> with your hands, with your bare sword. Well, yeah. There so, you go. <laughs> so that's it for their special rules. I mean, it's not like. It's really one benefit and a couple of hurt, but it's a really good benefit. Like that's oh yeah, is nothing. Like don't let that discourage you from playing this legion. It's a very good benefit. Uh, and as you can, as you start looking at different units that will benefit from minus one strength shooting, it really starts to open up quite a bit of doors for you. And you start seeing that oh yeah, a lot of stuff that was survivable before is extremely survivable when you play it in iron hands. Um, so with that in mind, the special rules they have. Uh, We'll go and go into some special equipment. So they have Legion-specific war gear, um, and a lot of it does have to do with the fact that they are tech cult. Uh, So first things first, uh, they have the Blessed Autosimulacra rule, so all vehicles chosen as part of the Iron Hands attachment with an armor value may be given the Blessed Autosimulacra special rule for points. Simabundus, (laughs) sim <laughs> uh, which means if the vehicle has suffered a whole point at the end of the controlling player's turn on a d6 roll of a six the whole point is restored so it gives you kind of like a uh, it shall not die on a six for your uh, for your vehicles there which is pretty good when you factor in it's only you know 10 points to upgrade any yeah. one of your vehicles like that
2: anything with an armor
5: value yeah so it's one of those awesome rules that after the game, you're going to forget you even fucking had it. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> write it down. <laughs>
2: Definitely write it down.
5: So, very cool. Uh,
0: another thing to look at, they get the special gear, the Cyber Familiar. So any Iron Hands character not already able to do so <laughs> may take a Cyber Familiar as an option for plus 15 points. So they can also take a Cyber Familiar and that uh, get the rules for that guy. Yep.
2: All right, so the Cyber Familiar, what that's going to do is add plus one to its owner's invulnerable save to a maximum of three plus. Or just give them a six-up invulnerable save if they don't have one. In addition, they can reroll failed charisti- characteristic tests other than leadership and dangerous train tests. Okay. Uh, they can reroll... Okay, so characteristics other than leadership tests... And also they can reroll failed dangerous train checks so with that it's something you can model as part of base. Uh, it really doesn't matter if it's on initial base it doesn't like count as a model
0: so yeah don't leave home without it how many times has the cyber familiar saved your ass Scott?
5: Uh, pretty much every time a man um take a prey tour put him in cataphractic terminator armor and give him a cyber familiar and bam you got a three up end all save.
1: Well, and
5: Hey, the the fucking like characteristics test doesn't suck either because if you get hit with something with blind, and you can re-roll that shit if you fu- if you fuck in it and fail it, that helps quite a bit. Also,
2: in uh, Zone Mortalis for your initiative check for uh, Reactifier, hell yeah!
5: Ah, young Derek, yes.
0: <laughs> so definitely not something to scoff at if you're, especially if you're just starting on Iron Hands and you're looking at like getting to a league. or like some sort of Escalation League, that seems like a pretty good little thing to have around. Taint bad. Taint bad, boys. So that's going to be it for the special equipment they get. Uh, Let's go ahead and move into some special units they get. So first things first, uh, they are the only Legion that can take an Iron Father. So any of their Praetors within the Legion may be made an Iron Father and be given a servo arm in addition to their normal war gear and the feel-no-pain, 6-up, and Battlesmith Special Rule for 40 points. Uh, If this is done, they may no longer be equipped with a Jump Pack, Space Marine Bike, or Marine Jet Bike. Uh, So, Space Marine Jet Bike. So that means that you're basically going to be running around with a badass, like, tech Marine dude. Uh, Do you normally run an Iron Father? scott is that like a standard nope. upgrade the only
5: iron father i typically run is the special character iron father just because that's what he is as far as what the iron father gives you i don't think he does a whole lot um and there's a lot of fluff and stuff where to be in charge of the like an iron hands battle group you don't have to be an iron father like an iron father is a special kind of position you can occupy within the legion so I don't think the benefits it gives you are really enough to to warrant that that extra expense for the upgrade. But if it's something you want to do, hey, you know, swing away. But the only time I run an Iron Father is usually usually when I run uh, a special character that I'm sure we'll get to later. Yeah.
2: And I know uh, on some rights of war, they have you have to take like a Forge Lord or a Preveon or something like that. Sometimes yeah, no, like, also let you Iron take an Iron Father.
5: Father. Yeah. C- an Iron Father could. Could feel like that, you know, that compulsory requirement for like yeah. Brethren of Iron, I think is one of them. But, uh, you know. Yeah, just so if you don't the want to take an extra is,
2: character for it.
5: Yeah, and it kind of sucks because he's like a Cortex. He's a He can be a, a guy who has a. Cor- no, he can't. Iron Fathers, a, a standard Iron Father can't buy a Cortex controller. So you Which can't is so silly. It. Yeah, because like so a Warsmith
3: and the right. Iron Ant Warriors can.
5: Yeah, a War Spence and the Iron Warriors can, but an Iron Father and Iron Hands can't. Which I I assume is an oversight. Like, it's just something no one thought about because the special character, Iron Father, Iron Father, Tech Moore, he has a Cortex controller. But the regular one doesn't. So, I don't know. He's, I mean, it, it seems like a lot of points to pay for a guy who can fix a vehicle and have a fucking servo arm. So, I don't know that it serves a whole lot of in-game function as far as that's concerned. If it's just you and you just want to like, you know, create a iron father character of your own that you enjoy, then right on man. Don't let me fucking stop you, but um I don't know that it serves a whole lot of purpose outside of that.
1: I hear you.
0: Right. So Next special unit that was added that's iron hands only is the Gorgon Terminator Squad. So this is a unit of Gorgon Terminators. Uh, They have special Gorgon Terminator armor that like Ferris Manus developed himself that made you like bond it to your skin and all this stuff. Like it's part of you. Special Terminator uh, suit. Uh, It's a 200 point unit. Uh, they are single wound models. Weapon skill 4, blitz skill 4, strength 4, toughness 4, one wound apiece. Initiative 3, something I know about. They're lower initiative than your average space marine because their armor is so ridiculous. Uh, And they have 2 plus save. Now these guys come equipped with Gorgon pattern Terminator armor, which I'll get into a minute what that does. Uh, They come with combi bolters, power axe, and thunder hammer on the hammer bearer, which is the uh, which is like their sergeant. Um, They have Implacable advance, which means they're scoring units. They have feel no pain on a five up, and uh, they also can take uh, five additional Gorgon Terminators. Uh, any of them can exchange their power axe for a power fist or a lightning claw. Uh, they can exchange their power axe for a chain fist as well if they wanted to get crazy for ten points. Uh, they can exchange their power axe and commie bolter for a pair of lightning claws. And for every five models, they can take a Heavy Flamer, Reaper Auto cannon, or Graviton Gun. And the hammer bearer can get rid of that Combi Bolter, get himself a Combi Weapon. And he can also take a Grenade Harness or a Cyber Familiar. So what makes the Gorgons so much better than every other Terminator squad you can take out there that has single wound as well? Uh, well, for one, not only the 5-Up Feel No Pain Save but the Gorgon Pattern Terminator armor is treated exactly the same as normal Terminator armor, but it also has a special rule. And any phase in which at least one model in the unit has passed at least one armor save throw or invulnerable saving throw, roll a single D6. On the result of a four up, all models within six inches of the unit must test if they have been hit by a weapon which has the blind special rule. Friendly units may re-roll this test. So, yeah. So, if... You are within six inches of your enemy, and he's shooting at you for whatever reason. You or have if he's, a chance to blind him. Or if he's punching you. Or if he's punching you. You have a chance to blind
3: yep. him. Yep, Which is pretty good, actually.
5: Is it good, This though? is one of those rules that, <laughs> you remember how we said, blessed autosimiclera, like it's really hard to remember, and you're probably just going to forget it. This is one of those rules. You oh, just yeah. gonna fucking forget that you even have it. So it's going to have very little effect.
1: How do you feel about Gorgon Dyrne? Uh I don't really like them. I don't I don't like the five up involve save trading for the feel no pain. Um and I don't really like the initiative 3. I guess the Well, they all come with power. The initiative three. because I mean, I don't know. It's they're all right. I mean, they're just they're all right.
0: I think it's that single wound I that just think...
1: like kills them.
0: Yeah, like, they supposed to be super tough and stuff, but like one wound just the uh... built-in
5: feel of pain is pretty cool. They're old man. They've been around for a long time. I mean, book two, so they don't quite keep up. I don't think with with other Legion terminators that have came. In I this. think it's pretty cool that they can have the grab gun. Yeah, they can do that. I mean, they can have one grab gun for every five guys. So it's not a crazy thing,
3: but like <laughs> being able to strip maybe those last little hull points off a vehicle before charging it could.
5: And they can actually move and fucking shoot that thing. So they're, yeah, they're yeah. Back. yeah. So I think that is pretty cool. But uh, I guess I just
1: look at it like you can take feel no pain away. Like the, we've talked about a million times yep. on here. For one, I feel like people use it as a crutch way too much. Um, and two, um, I, as a, your p- opposing player, can dictate whether or not you get that save. Because if I hit you with something that doubles you out or has instant death or whatever, I just take that rule away. There's nothing that... Well, there's very few things, and they're very specialty, and they're usually on a single model, and you're not likely to run into it, that affect invulnerable saves. So I would rather have that four-up involved that I know that I always have it can't be denied to me. I'm always getting it. Than some special rule that my opponent, if they're smart about things and get the proper matchup, can just totally
5: ignore the effect. Yeah, they're definitely not feel no pain. There's plenty yeah. of other ways to get feel no pain. You know, you it's like to give that to a unit and be like, that's their special thing. You're like, uh, thanks. Yes.
1: I mean, granted, it is on Terminators. It is harder to get it on Terminators.
5: Um, you have to. Yeah, because
1: a- okay. Because you can't just throw in a path carry in there. Yeah, yeah I guess.
5: I mean, if you don't want to put a Prime... Like a prime of or whatever in there.
1: I mean, I just look at... I can get Cataphracty for less points. And they... Instead of feel no pain, they get a 4-up Invol save. So, it's... These guys are better against small arms fire. They're slightly tougher against small arms fire. But they're worse against anything that's gonna get get rid of that feel no pain.
5: Yep. So
1: I would But that kind say- of
3: fits the Iron Hands fluff, really. Like they're meant to fight like hordes of dudes. Hordes of dudes don't tend to have like super anti tank weapons on them.
1: I guess. I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying. Lore
3: just- wise, they make sense. Rules wise, they don't kind of translate over. But a lot yeah. of those early all of those are a lot of those are all right
1: so. they're not bad like you're not like it's not like one of those units where I'm like if you take this you need to make sure you take other stuff that are that's good to like offset this it's not like that bad you know what I mean it's just kind of like a they're all right they're just kind of eh. you know what I mean like if you want to swap them in for normal terminators it is what it is like it's not but they're not like a huge upgrade yeah I hear you it's nothing crazy they're
0: they're all right they're all right if you're planning, if you're coming in Iron Hands, you're coming in hot, just uh, maybe get a couple games in with some normal Terminators that you picked up from your calf box and all that. And then you'll get a better feel of what the power of a Terminator is. And if you think to yourself, man, I'm tired of buying these Primus Medicaid for this unit every time, then you can look and start moving into some uh, some Gorgons. Either way, I mean, there's a chunk of resin you're going to have to buy.
5: and uh, I'll tell you this. They are nowhere near as fucking bad. Is the next Legion specific thing you're about? <laughs> yeah. Be. They are total fucking garbage, my bad.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about this 250 point, 10 man Medusa Immortal Squad. Now, this Medusa Immortal <laughs> <Mortal> Squad, <laughs> they're coming in hot with power armor, bolt pistol, a boarding shield, a bolt gun, frag and crack grenades. Uh, they have Legion of Iron Hands. They have the gun them down special rule. They have feel no pain. They have hardened armor. Which, just like Breachers, means whatever you start taking hits from Blast, you're going to get to re-roll. And then uh, you also safe from the Orbs Void. Templates. Against the templates, yeah. Okay. Templates are Blast. So you're going to get to re-roll that. And then if you're playing Zone Mortalis or anything like that, uh, the effects of the Void won't hurt you uh, too much there. Um,
1: Gun so- down is the dumbest special rule that's supposed to be a benefit in the entirety of... I can't... It'd, it'd be real hard to outdo that one on okay. how re- ridiculous gonna it is. You're
5: going to have to fucking flex your stupid muscles to fuck that <laughs> up worse. Yeah, yeah so, it's terrible. So,
0: gun them down so it allows you to, and I don't really like, I mean, c- keep in mind you are having to make a leadership test in order to perform sweeping advance in the first place, but rather than making a sweeping advance as normal after a victorious assault by passing a leadership test, the squad may instead make snapshot shooting attacks with all its usual provisions against a single squad falling back away from them in <laughs> in combat yes. this is done before any failing back models are moved and ca- casualties are selected just as in an assault if the unit fall fails its leadership test no shaps, knots, or snap snapshots are taken and the unit may
1: not make a sweeping advance um, boom, yeah. boom, boom, so you still have to take the leadership check so yes. you just get to either shoot snapshots at them or roll for sleeping advance. If you choose to just take snapshots out of a, a die six roll-off that you, all you need to do is tie to wipe the unit out, just stop playing. Just go, go play War Machine. Go, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you are, like, don't do that. Like, it, it, it makes zero sense. There is never a situation where you would choose to do that.
3: I I um, think one rule change on it to just be like you get another round of shooting would make it way better,
1: not crazy, and or maybe if they if you roll for sweeping advance and you fail, you instead get to shoot them anyway. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: There is a lot of things that we could fix about this, but we can't. <laughs> like so, unfortunately, like the, we yeah, could speculate yeah, yeah, yeah. about Let's... like what we. Yeah, yeah
2: the, the only time you would ever use this is if you've got a character in cataphract terminator armor with them. But right. then why are you doing that? But then
0: you can't sweep no, no, in advance no, as normal.
1: Yeah, so it says in you, place of sweeping in advance.
5: Yeah,
0: you can't like that's it. Like you don't get to you don't get to run them down if you're packing a cataphractic terminator with the unit because you so, don't you won't get sweeping advance as normal
2: because you won't get it at all. So you can't use gun them down if you have a cataphractic terminator armor. No, no, no. Fuck.
0: It's either. Chop them to bits or snap shoot at them as they're running away nice while you're try, laughing. <laughs> nice
5: try. Nice
1: so day. these guys it's have. It's either roll one die and tie your opponent and kill their entire unit or not, or roll a bunch of dice to do nothing to waste 10 minutes of your time when you should have just been moving on to other phases of the game.
0: And considering this is uh, Horus Heresy, where you're going to just be fighting only other Legionnaires who have the same initiative as you. Ryan makes a really good point where it's like, you either take the 50-50 or you take No, the... no, no. No,
1: no, no. It's better than 50-50. You only have to tie. They have to beat you. All you have to do is tie them.
0: So
3: it's a 60-40. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that it's... would be if it was a D10 system and made sense. It's a D6 system. so every Either way. Every side is 13.3 or 16%, a little over 16%.
0: Like, if you can make the decision after they roll, then that'd be kind of (laughs) cool. But, oh, is that a six? No, I'm just going to go and gun you down. (laughs) Like, if if your opponent's rolling really hot and obviously has loaded dice, then go ahead and make the decision to not sweep advance, just gun them down.
1: I guess if they're playing somebody, if he managed to beat, oh, I don't know, like Conrad Kurz or somebody in assault, which you won't, but let's say that happens. And he's initiative eight, and your initiative four, or whatever the fuck are those guys three or are they four? They're four. They're initiative four. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But even then, it's like, well, I guess you, that doesn't even work because he's fearless. I can't think of anything that's like super fucking high initiative that's not just fearless. So don't on, I guess. I don't. Just, guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. It's just a dumb fucking rule. But moving back to what they
0: can actually take, so they have the normal profile of a Space Marine, which is Weapon Skill, list Skill 4, Strength, Toughness 4, 1 Wound, Initiative 4, 1 Attack Apiece, 8 Leadership, Sergeant has 2 Attacks. Uh, they can take 10 additional Medusas in there, so you can take a 20-man squad. Uh, the Immortal, which is the Veteran Sergeant, uh, and, oh, I'm sorry, any m- Immortal can take a Volkite Charger instead of a Bolt Gun uh, for 5 points. Uh, any immortal or the veteran sergeant may exchange their bolt gun for a chainsword or combat blade. Uh, that does say exchange, so you will be dropping... You come with a bolt pistol, so you'll get the bolt pistol, close combat weapon, and a boarding shield. Um, for every five models, you can take a flamer, melted gun, graviton gun,
1: or a last cutter. And hey, veterans- real quick, I want to point out that you can't use two hand, hand, hand weapons when you have a fucking boarding shield, so... Once again, no, that's a dumb fucking upgrade that you should not do. Do ever. not drop your bolt
0: gun. It's a bad idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely no reason you should ever <laughs> drop your bolt gun. <laughs> Whoops. So don't do that. <clears throat> don't model up a chainsword boarding shield guy because it will not be to any benefit at all. Unless you got points for doing that, that would be the only way that would make any sense. Uh, For like negative one point, you can – whatever – uh, the squad's veteran sergeant can replace their bolt gun and their bolt pistol with a plasma pistol, power weapon, single lightning claw, power fist, thunder hammer. And the veteran sergeant can also take melted bombs a single breaching charge, or he can upgrade to artificer armor. So, rough unit. How many of those are you running, Scott?
5: Oh, dude, I have 20 of these motherfuckers painted up all with eye chargers. So let me compare them to uh, uh, something else. A they have to Feel unit- No Pain. They have right. build in feel no pain. Do we there deal with that? They got yeah. that.
1: So, but it's cheaper just to take a breacher squad with an apothecary than these hey, guys. Just point that out.
5: Story five five points no yeah. less. Yeah.
1: So, anyway.
5: so these fucking guys, right? I the only use I could think of them was I was like ten guys with bulk high chargers. That's a lot of firepower, right? Well, Scott, fast forward to Scott like down the road starts playing Solar Ox, and I get a 10-man unit for 110 points with 10 Volkai Chargers. The place is killed. So, if I'm only using Breachers, these fucking Immortals, for one purpose, which is to have Volkai Chargers, in in this other army, I can have that same thing for 10 fucking points. They have entered the universe of irrelevance. They're fucking taking up into space. Fucking well, fucking you, you
1: can even take a tactical support squad with Volkite, a full 10-man, for like 175 points, I think. Yeah, And it's scoring.
5: Go. So, yeah. <laughs> I got 20 of them, and they're paying fucking great. I'll tell you that right now, but, man, they are not good. They are fucking total garbage. Well, but, their motto is, at least we're not failing at least
1: worse. Hey, but-
5: you know what? <laughs> who's going to be laughing when they update the Medusa and Immortal rules this fucking guy right here i'll be ready to go <laughs> but till that day uh the yeah. only things with breacher shields that are worse than these
1: are phalanx warders oof that hurts
0: and they uh, they do not they do not have implacable advance either and they are leech choices so these guys are also not capping objectives for you like
5: a breacher squad would Let me me give you some solid advice. If you like the models and you're just like, I have to play these, play them as Breachers. Play them as Breachers. Don't buy them and play them as more. It's going to be sad. It's going to be fucking sad, man. Unless you're playing against people who are really bad at this game and you need to, like, handicap yourself, that's the only reason.
0: I'm so glad that Scott's here to, like, tell us about his, like, like, how this is, like, a bad idea. Because, like, you know, like if you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, like, man, I really wanted to play Iron Iron Hands, and I this dude is telling me,
5: "Path, bro, I'm <laughs> doing like- on this fucking Tapia." I love the models. Don't get me wrong; the models are fantastic, <laughs> and they have a, a purpose as breachers. i fucking <laughs> medicine morals as breachers, play them as breachers, or mix them into your tactical squads. They got lots of bionics and shit. They look great, but do not. Play them as Madu's because you will continually be let down by. Them.
1: No. I'm,
0: I'm, the only thing I'm saying is like this is like when you buy a video game and you can also buy that like tutorial book that comes with a video game that like shows you like where all the secret stuff is and like shows you the answers like to the puzzles and stuff. Like this is like that's what's happening
5: right now. It's, it's got like, that little
2: sidebars. Scott says, yeah. Medusa and Immortals are a fucking trap.
5: <laughs> exactly. I care about you. I'm out there trying to fucking give you life <laughs> advice." Don't ignore me. Don't slam the door in my face. All right. Let's bring some light to these uh, Iron
0: Hands here. Let's talk about the Spearhead centurion and Casterman Orth. At 80 points, you've got one unique model. He's weapon Skill 5, Blitz 5, Strength 4, Toughness 4, 2 Wounds, Initiative 4, 3 Attacks, and leadership 9, he's got a 3-up saves, He's rocking Power Armor. He's got a refractor field, which gives him a 5 plus vulnerable save. He's got frag and crack grenades. has got power pistol. I'm sorry, bolt pistol. <laughs> I don't know where power <laughs> pistol came from. Power maul and a cyber familiar. Uh, so, special thing about spearhead centurion Casterman Orth. He's a spearhead commander. Uh, that's one of his special rules and he also has tank hunters, by the way. At the beginning of the game, Casterman Orth must be assigned a single vehicle or super heavy in his attachment, which has both the tank type and has front armor value of at least 13. He does not take up any transport capacity and may not leave the vehicle unless hey, it has become immobilized or has been destroyed. If he is present on a vehicle when it is destroyed, he is treated exactly as if he are transported in the vehicle model. Afterwards, he may only board vehicles that have transport capacity. While Castleman North is inside a vehicle, it uses his blister skill of five and benefits from the Tank Hunter Special Rule for all of its attacks. So, Powerful Orth climbs up in a vehicle, gives it ballisticio 5 and rolls around in it. He also has the warlord trait tr- tank crushers. So, if he's chosen the army's warlord, Castle North automatically has tank crushers trait rather than rolling randomly. If Orth is in your army's warlord, then all vehicles with a tank type in your primary attachment gain plus 1 to result same flick on the vehicle damage table when making ramming attacks. Fuck yeah. So, how do you feel about Orth, dude? This dude seems like a lot of fun to throw in like sneaky stuff.
5: Yeah, He's so good, man. And he like, if you, there's there's a lot of like sickering chassis out now that some of them are kind of like here or miss and you're not really sure. Well, fucking simple edition says that if you add Cashman North into one of these, he can fucking make them pretty goddamn good, especially the Arcus or the Punisher one. He can crank those up to volume ten pretty fast, and uh, I really like him, man. He's really flexible. It's a very unique concept, kind of what he does. The only other character like that in the game is like either the tank commander for Solar Ox or the um like the the command tank thing for armor breakthrough. And he, if his tank explodes, will get the fuck out and keep on fighting, which is pretty neat. He has yeah, my combos. orcs know all about that. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's right, man. He got out and kept on fighting fucking That's why they that's call cool. him the Hell Rider. When well, it comes to the fucking Power Maul, which is like <laughs> not
1: an interesting thing anymore, but fucking orcs are highly allergic to Power Mauls. Yeah, boy, much.
5: is he good against <laughs> fucking orcs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> very many orcs in Heresy. Only the uh, one time we've ever, me and Scott, have ever played it. Just yeah, like it random games. would fix that real quick. Yeah. He'd be good against Solar Ox.
5: Oh, yeah. He'd fucking smash their ass. But uh, he's a real cool little character, man. And for 80 points. He, he doesn't count as a console type, so he gets around the console restriction for some of their rights of war and stuff. So he's an eighty point compulsory HQ that can fill that slot really easy and uh just badass, man. I usually run him in a, a regular sicron with the auto cannons and last cannons. So now it's fucking ballistic skill five with tank hunter and that thing can do some serious work. It's pretty good. So <laughs> do I you recommend have him. Tank crushers? I mean, if you're uh no, I'll never use that. I would not make him your uh your warlord just because he has a real chance of getting fucking isolated being in a tank and not in a unit and in a, almost every game you play in heresy, slay the warlords a big deal so you don't want him to fucking get hung out to dry and cough up an extra victory point.
2: I just get excited when I see bonuses to ramming <laughs> for
0: real
5: dude. yeah well, hey, you know you never know
0: all right. Next up, we got another special character, Iron Father Autech Moore, for 225 points. Good Lord. Uh, so, Autech More is a unique infantry character. His Web- weapon skill 6, plus skill 5, strength 5, toughness 5. He's got three wounds, initiative 4, three attacks, leadership 10, with a two up save. He's rocking cataphracty pattern Terminator armor. He's got a servo arm cortex controller a paragon blade and volkite charger Uh, his independent character he's fearless bulky blade battlesmith master of the legion and he's got the jealous command rule Uh, so battlesmith let means he can uh, fix vehicles that are damaged uh, by giving up his shooting and so with that, he has the murderous arsenal. So if chosen is your army's warlord, Atec More automatically has the murderous arsenal trait. Rather than rolling randomly, if Atec Moore is your army's warlord, then both he and a single infantry unit in his attachment may be given the preferred enemy infantry special role. Uh So he's also got Jealous Command, which means he has to be the warlord unless you have Ferris Manus. Uh So how you feeling about that powerful Atec Moore right there? You taking him? One of the best he, characters in the game.
5: Yeah, he yeah, is,
3: hands down, one of the best characters in the game. Just, he
5: is wealth uh, wise my favorite character in Heresy. Period. Just because he's a fucking psycho who crashed a moon into a planet. That's fucking awesome, man. And he's like, his five, so he's a half robot man. He's just angry. He's crazy. Like he was in charge of the plan, Plan Oracle, which is plan that by a. Iron Hands are based and uh, this is like the death company of Iron Hands like it was all the fucking psychos in Iron Hands that Ferris is like, you were too crazy to have to go there. He sent them to claim Oracle and fucking uh, Atec Moore is like the ringleader of all these fucking psychos and he is uh, he's pretty goddamn good.
1: The
0: ringleader of psychos, Atec Moore. I mean, that's uh, that's
5: Say no pretty more.
0: good. <laughs> so is that toughness five? Is that really like one of the big things that just makes him? like He's toughness five, and you're also getting minus one strength when you're shooting at him. Yep.
5: yep, you're fucking catching the slave, my man. There, <laughs> that is uh, that is where that comes into play, and then it takes strength ten to double him out, So which helps because he does not have Eternal Warrior, so you kind of want to make sure. You can only you know,
1: double him out in hand-to-hand. You can't double him out with shooting. There you go. Because nothing's strength 11 shooting. Yep. So anything strength 10 goes down to 9, and then he's tough 5. So the only way to double him out is hand-to-hand.
5: Suck it, fucking D-Weapons. Still going to get in there and beat you to death. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Powerful Iron Father, Autec Moore. That man is a beast. Also,
1: like. I want to point out, he gives Preferred Enemy to himself and another unit. And you yep. only need one model in a unit with Preferred Enemy for the whole unit to benefit. So he really gives two units in the army preferred enemy because you join him to one, and then you make another unit that he's not in the one that gets preferred enemy.
0: And like a grizzly bear, he just like protects his unit by standing in front and just <laughs> absorbing all these shots as they unload their death. What are you usually running Atech more in? What kind of unit, Scott?
5: Uh, man, I'm fluff bunny with my iron hands. I love, love the iron hands. So I run them with Gorgons. And I know it's not the greatest or most optimal thing or whatever, but I really don't give a fuck. Um, I just like the way they look. And he, with Preferred Enemy, I run a bunch of Gorgons with a chain fist. He's running in there. It's fucking... It's a real, real tough unit for anyone to shift. I mean, it's... It is... It hits at least as hard as any other giant blob of Terminators with some crazy Psycho Praetor in it does. You know, and they have Preferred Enemy. That's great. That's a reroll that's going to carry on to every round of combat as long as there's people still there. So I like him a lot, man. Very cool.
0: Very cool. Very cool unit and very cool guy to have around. Uh, yeah,
3: with the uh, double Preferred Enemy, you can do, like, seen a lot of people take him with a bunch of cataphracty with, like, a bunch of combi weapons. And then making, like, a plasma support squad also have preferred enemy.
5: Ugh. So, there's a really cool story about this dude in book six, Retribution, where they assault the planet Bot. Which is, like, a world eaters recruitment planet where they, like, breed space marines there. Well, he... Long story short, he fucking... His personal retinue of him fighting onto an objective is Gorgon Terminators, and he like fights into this vault and steals this gene tech from the world leaders and doesn't tell anybody who it is, but he just goes in and marks a bunch of these guys by himself and steals this sarcophagus of fucking mystery, and his personal bodyguard is Gorgon, so I always remembered that, and that always stuck out to me, so that's why I play him that way. <laughs>
0: this is ridiculous.
5: He's just a fucking madman, but in best way.
1: Well, we've made it to the point where I gotta go. I stuck around as long as I could, but I'm on, like, my 18th day in a row of work or some shit. And I've been working, like, 10 hours. I had to work last weekend and this weekend, so I'm pretty tired. And my wife hasn't seen me, so I need to go, unfortunately, so...
0: Well, Scott's going to take up your reins on this one, I think he's got. Yep, yeah, pretty good, Pretty good too.
1: Yep, he's got it. We just got another list. My phone just went off. Woo-hoo! I'll see you guys later. Have a good ride. Bye, Ryan. Bye. Peace, love,
5: and grease.
0: Bye. Okay. So, Scott, you had another story about Atec Moore?
5: Yeah, so this guy, they uh, shit, I forget the name of this planet, but essentially they land on a planet that was kind of wishy-washy as far as the heresy goes. They were like, hey, we'll agree with whoever we have to agree with as far as um, you know, cooperating. So the the traitors take this shit over for a little while. Well, the Iron Hands land and murk all of these fucking traitor heretics and shit and drag off a bunch of the, uh, like the traitor high command, like they take them captive. And all the civilians kind of go underground and hide and they're scared and shit. Well eventually everything goes quiet and iron hands leave and stuff and they're like oh hey man they left they let us live how sweet so they come out of their vaults and they're like hey it's cool you know everything's fine and they walk to the center of their cities and they're like weird man what's that well i take more made a bunch of nuclear bombs and put them in these cities so after they left once all the civilians come out they fucking detonated them and they're like that's what you get, bitches! If you fucking <laughs> side with these guys, I'm gonna duke you off the face <laughs> of the planet.
2: And the award for player Jesus. hater of the year. <laughs>
5: so, good, man. so good. Yeah.
3: yeah, man, um, Iron Man's got, got real white dark. Dwarves. After, oh, they get real dark. There's um uh, one of those giant uh Warhammer World displays. Uh, they, they did one of the White Doors, and it's I'll talk more fighting on that planet. They're fucking up all the uh, world leaders and stuff. You seen the one that's got like the stormbird landed and it's got this like, giant crane?
5: I haven't, but I I mean, fuck, I wish I had now.
3: Um, I love I see, yeah. this
5: dude. It's my favorite character in the heresy. He's such a fucking crazy asshole, but <laughs> he um after after the heresy and everything, he goes on to become the first chapter master of the Red Talons, which becomes like a space marine chapter after the Codex of Stardust becomes a thing. Because they're like, you know what, you're pretty out there, my man. We're gonna go ahead and break <laughs> you off and <laughs> see you on your way, but
2: like we gotta sell this dude, we gotta make it sound like a promotion. So, <laughs> so yeah, we'll
5: take it. Nuke to planet of innocent people and crash a moon into another said planet. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. So let's move on to the man himself, Ferris Manis. Iron Hand. Like Iron mccann Iron McCann uh 455 points he's coming in hot with that weapon skill seven bliss skill seven i'm sorry bliss skill six strength seven toughness seven he's got six wounds on him initiative five four attacks leadership ten two up save uh <laughs> he's got the medusan carapace and forge breaker he's got the Primarch special rule which gives him independent character and master of the legion eternal warrior fear adamantium will fleet fearless it will not die precision strikes and precision shots Uh, He's the Sire of the Iron Hands, he's got Master of Mechanisms, and he's very bulky. Uh, So, Sire of the Iron Hands, whatever you're running in your army, means Ferris Manus has the Relentless and Smash special rule. uh, The latter of which can be used in conjunction with any of his close combat weapons or attacks. And shooting attacks against him suffer a minus one penalty to their strength, just like his normal Iron Hands. Uh, all models in the legion with the Legion of Sardis Iron Hand special rule in an army that has Ferris Manus gain the Feel No Pain Six Up special rule, uh, unless they already possess a superior version of the rule. So he's given Six Up Feel No Pain. Like I wouldn't feel pain if Ferris Manus was in the army with me, and this wouldn't happen. Um, the Master Mechanic um, Master of Mechanisms rules gives Ferris Manus, uh is it's mad it's. Ferris Manus is a master artificer, possesses the Battlesmith special rule and passes his repair rolls on a three up. In addition, in a primary detachment that contains Ferris Manis, all vehicles with the at least one armor value of thirteen or greater will gain the It Will Not Die special rule. And that stacks with the Blessed, right, Scott? Like that's like double roll for Yeah, they're
5: two separate rules, man, I believe, unless it unless it specifies otherwise in that in that rules entry. They're two Two very different things.
0: So, so yeah, you could have some dirty, dirty tanks if you're running Ferris Manis. Party on! Uh, he's also got the Medusan Carapace. It's an exemplar. Uh, the Medusan Carapace is an exemplar of these designs incorporating servo mechanisms and a plethora of systems. Uh, it's special cataphractic terminator armor that provides 2 plus save and 3 plus invulnerable save and incorporates a Nuncio Vox and a servo arm. It also allows Ferris to fire two weapons from the following list at the same target in the controller player shooting phase. So he's got plasma plaster, graviton gun, grenade harness, unlimited use grenade harness, or a heavy flamer. And he can pick any two of those and fire them at the same unit every turn. Um, so 2 up, 3 up armor. Not bad i mean not not great but you know not not like like it's not what two Two up up, three
5: ups is as bad as good as it gets (laughs) hey man i'm
0: looking you know i've I've seen some tribunals that do pretty good
5: (laughs) oh yeah whatever (laughs) we can't no they're not real
0: it's the best of the best it's the best you can get so he's got forge breaker he's, he's got that and it will not die so i think he's doing pretty good yeah he's doing he's doing solid He's got Forgebreaker, which is his uh, badass hammer that Fulgrim fashioned up for him. Uh, it's uh, double his strength, so it's going to be hitting you at strength ten and AP one. Uh, it's got melee, concussive, and strike down. Uh, so he's beating Swing the piss initiative out of- with this yeah.
5: bad boy too. So
2: holy shit!
0: <laughs> Eat your heart out, Eidolon. Um, so Ferris Manis, if he does have the death of Ferris Manus if you're fighting a battle or campaign closely following the narrative of the Horse Heresy, such as the Battle of the Primarch Mission, page 189 of the Horse Heresy book, 2 Massacre. Ferris Manus is no longer possession of Forgebreaker and so has his points cost reduced to 415 points. Should also be fighting without a head, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Somehow they wanted to make it fair to where you could field him and... Also, Phil Perturabo. in a
2: theoretical universe where he didn't totally get his head cut off at the dropside massacre.
0: which he totally did. So, how do you feel about Ferris? Well, well, when ninos. he fought
5: Fulgrim? When he fought Fulgrim at the dropside massacre, he didn't have the hammer. He lost the hammer uh, when uh, Fulgrim tried to like win him over. For like prior to his Fan Five, uh, Fulgrim knocked him out and took the hammer. So when yeah, he right. fought him on his Fan that's Five, he just had I don't know what the fuck he had fucking hard dick and a bad attitude I guess but so if he's just beating the piss
0: out of you with his normal hands which have smash his he iron hands
5: Me- metal hands yeah he has metal <laughs> liquid metal hands so watch out well in some of the art one of it looks like he's got a giant
3: freaking wrench
5: yeah maybe he has a giant wrench <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's got to use Battlesmith or something Yeah, I, I don't
0: see the giant wrench in the profile but I believe it and I think that's where smash <laughs> incorporates um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's definitely it, uh, like if you're playing a super super close to fluff game where you're trying to decide if it's the point where uh, the point in the timeline where Ferris Man has died, or the timeline where Ferris Man has lost his hammer from Fulgrim, which is like I guess the course of like fifteen years or something, then like good on you. I want to know where you're playing yeah. at. I want to know where <laughs> you're at because you are in it. But,
1: uh,
0: so, but how do you feel about Ferris Scat? It's one of your. Favorite uh, he's great,
5: man. Um, every vehicle that has an armor value of thirteen or higher gets it will not die. He uh, he has that master mechanisms rule where you repair the vehicle on a three up because uh, fun fun little thing is he has a servo arm as well, which improves his vehicle repair rolls by one. So he actually. Repairs hole points on a 2-up, I believe. I could be wrong on how that works, but I'm sure that's how it works. Um, So if he's in a Spartan, a bunch of Gorgons, like I've been known to do, you know, in a fluff-appropriate game, he can fucking repair hole points inside that bitch as he's trucking along across the battlefield, and it's already very, very hard to kill. So that's pretty neat. He swings that hammer at strength 10. He's got plasma blasters and graviton guns and flamers and stuff. He's probably one of the hard, hardest prime to kill at Strength 7 we talking to 7. He's got a 3-up invul save, a 2-up armor save. He reduces the strength of shooting attacks targeted towards him by 1. So, you know, what else do you fucking want? He's gonna, you know, he is a very strong prime that carries a lot of really cool benefits for his legion, which is already armor heavy. So, as long as you play them as they were intended... And you have him in the army, you will benefit from doing so.
2: I have a question, and it might be a stupid question. What does strike down do? Uh,
5: uh, if you hit with a weapon that has strike down, you're treated as moving in difficult terrain, which makes it kind of peculiar why they put it on a weapon that is used in close combat. But
3: you know, the only thing I can think of is like you smash a tank, and if you don't kill it, you walk away. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, if you say if you, like, smash a tank and then you don't kill it for whatever reason, and then it tries to drive away and then it gets immobilized, it gets immobilized as soon as it moves.
5: Hard to imagine so, him not killing a fucking tank, but. It you know, whatever. yeah.
3: <laughs> but, yeah. So, like, if he hit it, doesn't kill it, then if he roll, and he tries to move away and he rolls a one, then he's stopped where he started his movement. So he yep. still counts as being base to base contact. So you'll be able to smash that tank on his assault phase.
0: Yep. If You're fighting anything that can, you know, pull away from combat. Like I don't know, most of the stuff can just ignore terrain anyway. But yeah, tanks are yeah, the yeah. only only thing that's ever going to be affected by that.
5: Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But whatever, it's nice. just one of those things, I guess. But
3: but I guess yeah. like if you like hit a unit, oh no, yeah, I don't really understand what the hell the point is. Or does hit and run affect?
5: I don't know any vehicles that have
0: hit and run, but he's talking about somebody trying to break out of combat while they're in terrain. I don't think it makes a difference because
3: it doesn't say it did not specifically say vehicles that strike down, but yeah, it's to say if you like hit like curs or whatever. If hit and run says you counted, you have to do a difficult terrain check or whatever. Well, he would; it would be a dangerous terrain check, wouldn't it? Because he's got a jetpack.
5: Oh, I mean that's pretty. It's super. Either. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm just I, trying to find a use for it. I don't, I don't know. But just
2: take our word that it's not going to matter. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's it's not not gonna gonna don't matter, talk,
5: no, worry about this rule. Just go ahead and fucking.
3: If his him. strength ten hammer isn't going to kill the tank, not much else will.
5: Work. Yeah. If you manage to fuck up bad enough, you can't kill the tank with, very <laughs> man, with so his, I don't know what With his With his the five attacks. Deal. Yeah. A hit
0: and <laughs> run is not slowed by difficult terrain. <laughs> so so <I> don't, <laughs> go. Good. So, <laughs> so nothing <laughs> happens to you.
5: Yeah. Put that one to bed, tuck it in tight. Fuck, you know.
3: <laughs> it just sounded cool. I'm just going to add it because it sounds cool. Straight down. <laughs> yeah.
0: do, 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 do. That sounds like something he'd do with his hands. Uh, so Anyway, <laughs> so definitely cool dude. Uh, Ferris Manis rocking and rolling uh, with his giant hands of death. He was a cool dude. He was a cool guy. He was very young when he died. And a lot happened after he was gone, so nothing you can do there. So that's going to be it for special units. Uh, Let's go into their special rite of wars. Uh, First one that it will be on page 45 is going to be the head of the Gorgon, which is a pretty common choice in the Iron Hand's choice of rites of war. Uh, So this is going to basically be what kind of units you can field with the army and special rules they get. Uh, And it kind of gives you some, some restrictions on what you can take. And it also, you know, gives you some benefits for taking and meeting this right of war. Uh, so first things first, as far as effects go, it has the chosen ground rule. So infantry units with a force gain the stubborn special rule while within their own deployment zone. So not giving up any ground. Uh, they also have war relics. Any infantry model in the force equipped with the flamer may upgrade this to a graviton gun. And for 10 points, uh, this must be represented on the model as usual. And all models in the attachment gain the Blessed Auto simulcra upgrade for free. Uh, so any model with a flamer may upgrade to a Graviton gun. Man, that's pretty... I'm trying to think of what can take a flamer. Um, Terminators can't take flamers. That's not cool.
2: One every five.
0: No, inch.
5: dude. This is pretty fucking useless. So the, the issue with this is Graviton guns are heavy, right? So you can't move yep. and shoot them. So the only thing you could really do is take a tactical support squad and then with they come stock with flamers and then upgrade them to Graviton guns and have them either camping somewhere or dropping them in and then knowing they're not going to do shit for a turn and then maybe you get to shoot next turn. Something very conditional like that. Because
0: so. they're blast weapons so they can't be snapshot as well right. as... Right. yeah.
5: They're heavy. There's no way to convert like Solar Purposeful to them because the Solar Purposeful character, I don't think, really does that, or there's not really a way to do that anymore. Or make them relentless, that I'm aware of. So,
0: not without some psycher stuff.
5: Yep. So, you know, it, yeah, if you're if you're getting that deep into the woods, you got to be like, maybe I'm like investing too much time into to a false dream sort of thing. Yeah. So next
0: up, they have the Iron Scion So Legion Cybernetica Battle Automata Battle Automata Maniples may be included as elite choices within the army. And in addition, any infantry unit of ten models or less eligible to take a Rhino. L- eligible to take a Rhino dedicated transport may instead take a Land Raider Proteus or a Land Raider Phobos as a dedicated transport instead. So that's getting you some uh, Land Raider action in there.
5: Oh, we're getting there. This is the right award for Iron Hands. Like, this is my favorite one. This is the one that really kind of lets them lets them start cooking. Uh, Spread their wings. So, Battle Automata. Let's take that name at face battle. Face value. Mechanicum Battle Automata. How much shit does that encompass exactly? That encompasses Dometars. That encompasses Castle Axe. That encompasses Thorax. I don't know if it encompasses it encompasses Arl attacks. It encompasses uh, what are Were they battle Automata? I think so. Instantly. Yeah. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I do not have those rules on my phone, but uh, it encompasses a lot of shit. So you can you can pull those models in. I've I've used Domatars before. No, they're not great. But they're fucking cool. And if you play a Legion Army and it's something you want to fit into your force because it's an awesome looking model, here's your opportunity. Um, however, Castle are very good. Borax can be very good if you're smart with them. And Voltrax are cheesy uh, as fuck. They don't need any help to be very good. But um, <clears throat> all- I don't know the, if it actually is. I'm man, looking at
0: the rule right now. And it says for yeah, the purposes not- of the special rule, it counts as Battle Automata. Because uh, it has the it has a cybernetical cortex, so it says for the rule it counts as one. But I don't know if for this it does. It actually counts mm,
5: it. I don't know. Whatever you know, you guys figure it out amongst yeah. yourselves. But I'll tell you the one you do want to run with this is Arlo attacks. Arlo attacks are those like jump pack castillacs with the armor bane whip and the fucking plasma blaster and all that crazy stuff. They're very very good. You now, great them like take one of them. An elite slot, with Paragon of Metal, so it does around by itself. It doesn't need a text controller. Yeah, that is a very, and it is a cool way to, like I said, add something very iron hand specific.
0: So yeah, dude, squeezing Arla attacks into your army, that's gonna be pretty, pretty ridiculous. On top of all the land raiders that you can take with you and yep. everything like that.
2: You can't take that with a perv. Yeah,
0: that's all. Also-
5: uh, no, you can't put a pr- uh, pravian with a arl attacks, but you can put a. Put a you can take a pravian as your is an HQ choice, and then buy attached either Borax or castle Axe for
2: him. Because I know if you do that with a the pravian, then it gives them the uh, Legion of Iron Hands, which gives them the uh, the minus one strength Correct. to getting shot at. Correct. Yeah, and that but gets that's really
5: funny. Unfortunately, only going to be for those two units that he is uh, qualified to to buy his upgrades. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So, as well, uh, Iron Armored Encirclement, vehicles with a tank type, including dedicated transports, carrying troops, place in reserve, gain the outflank special rule. That's a
5: big deal. Yep. That's fucking money. That includes rhinos that are carrying your scoring troops. So if you're playing games like Shatterstrike or something where you need to get scoring units into your enemy's deployment zone, bam, you got it built in. That includes... uh, Fucking Sickerians, Arcus, you know, Vindicators. I like running a squadron of two Vindicators, one with uh, a squadron command tank upgrade so they get Monster Hunter and Tank Hunter. You outflank them, all of a sudden that 24-inch range doesn't look so shabby because it's in someone's backfield and it's shooting at their rear armor. So um, that is incredibly useful, and that makes this right of War tick. Uh, It gives you mobility with things that are already very inherently resilient so you can get your shit across the board and this is what i was talking about when you're when they were talking about the hammer and anvil tactics so you can have a portion of your army sit in your backfield like quad mortars or uh, like Derek was mentioning the castle axe things with high toughness values that inherent the Legionis astartes rule for iron hands so they're minus 1 to the strength of shooting so they're not going fucking anywhere no matter what shoots at them. And they're going to hold out until all those outflankers come on and start hitting the enemy from their sides. So now they've got shit to their front and shit to either side of them. And it's a lot to deal with. And it kind of just starts to pull them apart. They can't function in any sort of like you know cooperative way. So it's a, it's a really good right of war. And that, that alone, the outflank on the tank type thing is... Money. It is very, very
0: good. Very cool. So the limitations on this ride of War is Detachment uses this route of War may only take a single Fast Attack choice as part of their Force Organization chart. Uh, with the exception of the Forge Lord tight Detachment uses this ride of War may only take a single console as part of their HQ. And Detachment uses this Rite of War may not take Allied Space Spree and Detachments. Attachments.
2: So you only get one uh, Termite.
0: Yeah, you can only squeeze one Termite into this list. Which you can then outflank.
5: <laughs> so,
2: no, I think
0: you. still Yep.
5: Have to very strike. good. Yeah. Very, very, very good. The only, uh, the only debate people are having, I think, a lot with this right of war is, you know, what is a tank type? Sometimes, like super heavy vehicles that are tanks. They, when this rule came out, uh, super heavies used to specify whether they were tanks or not. Now they don't. So. I would, I would like. It would be wise of you to move forward, making your rules decisions that if it looks like a tank, it operates like a tank. If it's fluff, reads like a tank, it's a fucking tank, and it counts as such. But
0: if it has treads, then it's a tank. Simple. Yeah, enough.
5: don't fucking be dumb and act like it's not what it really is. Like so pull your head out of your ass. So, but that's a about it, man. It's a fucking super good ride of War.
0: Yeah, I would say that if you're you're coming in new to Iron Hands, this is probably going to be the ride of War you're going to want to stick around when you're developing in your army. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it, it's something that I've, it's pretty much a staple for Iron Hands. Uh, the next ride of War we're going to read off is a little bit different and a little like fluff bending, but... The Company of Bitter Iron? Company of Bitter Iron, yeah. So... Uh, let's move on to that. So, Going on the Company of Bitter Iron, the effects for this Ride of War, it's the uh, Company of Immortals. attachment to this ride of War may if, take Medusa Medo- Immortals as troop choices. So that takes them from that Elite choice, and like we had said earlier, these units don't have a... Um,
2: they don't have implacable advance. They don't have
0: implacable advance, so with an Elite's choice, they weren't capturing, capturing objectives. Now you can get them into that objective cap- capturing zone... Uh, unfortunately, it's uh, that wasn't their biggest problem. That wasn't their <laughs> biggest problem, exactly. Uh, so uh, another another effect that happens with this, they have the mortal hatred. All units in primary detachment when the legion starts Iron Hands gain the hatred traitors special role. So nine times out of ten, you're going to be playing a traitor army in any event you play. So having hatred against that army is not. Necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's going to be something that you can uh, definitely use to your to your benefit. There, um, does it make Immortals better? No, but does having <laughs> hatred work out for you? Yeah, it's good. Uh, bitter guess, duty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Medusa and Immortals are stubborn when the majority of the units' models are inside the enemy's deployment zone.
2: Um, so, does that make them good? No, no. No, it doesn't. No.
5: Yeah. Listen, all these are upgrades. They're good on units that are good in close combat. Hatred only affects you in close combat and being stubborn is for close combat checks. Uh, They're not good in close combat. So, hey man, if you want to fucking play Immortals, don't let me stop you. I live in America, okay? I believe in freedom. Fuck you, you do what makes your little goddamn heart happy, but <laughs> uh, they're rough. They're fucking rough. Okay, just know you're in for a rough time. You're you're going to be fighting uphill if you're going to play these guys as immortals. And especially if you're going to play a rite of war that does nothing but benefit the worst fucking unit in your whole army.
0: Yeah, it's rough. I mean, there's nothing in here that really makes them playable or like a super unit. So, it's definitely something to... it. You're going to have a rough time with it. Uh, now, as far as limitations, uh, this Rite of War may only be used by an army that belongs to the Loyalist faction and may not be used in conjunction with the Shattered Legion theme. Uh, an army using this Rite of War may not take an Allied detachment, and the army may not include Ferris Manus. So this is after Ferris dies and his immortals go crazy and decide to go beat the piss out of people. Uh, the The actual Rite of War's limitations are not crazy. Uh, it's almost like you could take this and run with a like if you just wanted to take immortals as troops just because you wanted heavy models to hold objectives or things like that then this is a right of war for that uh but like we discussed i mean really you could take breachers that would do a better job for about five more points after you had an apothecary and stuff like that it's just it's it's kind of uh i mean i guess now with a termite though scott if you got a Termite, got some Immortals in there, got them into the enemy deployment zone, then you're stubborn. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing really. To, like,
5: I mean, yeah, but everything they are is just is just Breachers, but more expensive. And how expensive are Breachers anyway? So, I'll give them this. I'll give Immortals this. Their fluff is fucking awesome. So their fluff is that if these guys have, are kind of like the Death Company of the Iron Hands. So they fucked up somewhere along the way, and they got sent to the mortals where they're essentially destined to die. They're like, you want to redeem yourself? Go and die in combat. So they put them in these creature shield units and throw them into the worst possible situations to match. So that's pretty neat, and I like that. I think it's a badass. <laughs> but, uh, as far as um, man, they're just tough. I don't know. You know, they I I know what it's like to like like a unit a lot and fucking go against all reason to make it better and I just keep playing it, playing it because it makes me happy. If that's the case with these guys, hey man, you know, do your thing. Don't let us tell you otherwise. But I'm I will warn you ahead of time, they're going to never live up your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Ever
2: spoken from uh, someone who's been hurt by these before yeah
5: be cool, oh boy have i ever i've been left many times alone it's a problem with these motherfuckers so just...
0: <laughs> well that's it for their unique rights of war scott uh is there any rights of war that you use pretty common with iron hands that you're uh want to throw out there as far as uh, somebody who's just starting out our, our actual rights of war to look into that are pretty good for them?
5: One that is very fluffy that I like is Armored Breakthrough. So that's the tank. One where you can take Predators and shit. Just because they get the upgrade of Blessed Auto's Cemeclura. So, you know, you can buy 10 points. You get the little It Will Not Die on a 6-Up. If you take Ferris is somehow on that list, then everything in that list, your Predators, everything that has an armor value of 13 or higher is going to get it, will not die. And if it's their their kind of aesthetic, they're a very heavy armor tanks in armored mounted troops sort of, sort of legion. And armor breakthrough inherently is pretty flexible, as it turns out. I think people get it in their head. They picture it as an all tank, you know, dedicated force and you can certainly add in infantry units in vehicles and stuff to supplement that to make it really really good on the tabletop and and uh have quite a bit of ride so i think Armored breakthrough certainly fits their fluff but it'll will give you some some uh space to air your creativity a bit very cool man
0: very cool armored breakthrough um try to think what else i mean pretty like if you're brand new into the game something to look into is probably going to be um the zone Mortalis assault force is probably a good one for you especially
5: if you're like so fun 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 little fact i wrote a i wrote a list for our buddy jake over at uh he's not on a podcast he's just a listener of ours but um I think it was like two episodes back. I read off a read off an Iron Hands list for him, and he wanted his own Mortalis list for these guys. And uh, I wrote one up, and I'll kind of explain it how it works in Zone Mortalis and why the Iron Hands are good in Zone Mortalis, specifically because they're really Jonas Starry's Iron Hands special. So this is a <laughs> thousand point list, and uh, I'll take it from the top. The HQ was a delegated to Terminator Armor. Bride War is going to be running the Zone Mortalis assault what Michael just mentioned. Uh Terminator armor, is going to be cataphracty with the Combi, bolter, Chain, Fist, and Cyber. So, cataphracty Terminator armor affords a 4-up Involve save in Cyber. So, one thing about the Cyber Familiar is he is going to get the plus 1 to his Involve save, so he's going to get a 3-up Involve save because he's in cataphracty. but he is in cataphracty, so he's not going to get to re-roll. He's not going to get to Fire Overwatch essentially. So, that kind of sucks, but whatever, you know, get past it. Uh, Zone Mortalis Assault Force is gonna let you take Terminators and Breachers as troops, so I'm using the Combatant, um, Force Organization chart in the Zone Mortalis Rules on Forge World. My first troops choice is a unit of ten Breachers with Artifice Armor. I'm a Sergeant, and Meltabombs, and nuncio Vox. Uh, my second troop's choice is going to be a five-man squad of Terminators and Cataphracty armor, with four combi bolters, two power weapons, which will be power axes, two power fists, and a chain fist on my sergeant. Uh, my first elite choice will be a Contemptor Mortis with two carries power and assault cannons, and an apothecary will be my second one, just stock standard. And my only fast attack will be a unit of five Seekers with Artificer armor, of bombs on my sergeant, and a an nuncio box. So how this list works is everything in here with the exception of the Contemptor Mortis as Legionus Astari's Iron Hand Special Rule. So everything that shoots at them is going to be minus one strength. That's pretty good. The uh, Breachers, as long as they're touching each other, are going to get plus one to their Involve save. And the pot Carry is going to be attached to that unit. So they're getting a five up and four up in Vol Save respectively instead of a six up, five up, and they have feel no pain. That doesn't suck. And they have hardened armor, so they're, you know, not worried about environmental effects so much. And they're re rolling their saves against blasted temple weapons. Um, and they're getting the terminators minus
0: one tough strength of shooting. Like
5: There you go. Yeah. So they're fucking pretty tough. Um the Terminators are gonna get to deep strike because that's part of the Zone Mortalis Assault force special rule for the the rider warrior delegatus is taken, and your breachers and your seekers have nuncio boxes. So when those terminators do deep strike in, they're not going to scatter. So you can kind of you have two units, you can deploy them far apart, and then when those terminators come in, you can put them where they need to go. You know, as long as one of those nuncio boxes is around fairly reliably, and uh, that unit's kitted out to hit really hard close combat because I think that's what terminators do best especially Cataphractic, I'll say. The Contemptor Mortis is kind of like the sleeper really good unit in this list because it's firing 12 shots. It's an elite, so it scores in Zone Mortalis. And if you pass your reaction fire test, it basically gets 312 shots of Strength 6 AP four rendered right in your face. So, uh, fuck, man, that thing is really, really good in Zone Mortalis. Uh, The Seekers, um, I think these are really neat and they're not taken a whole lot just because, in an open battlefield, maybe it's harder to get them around, but I don't think that's the case in Zone out so much. So, you can burn your stratagem points, take a flanking counter assault stratagem, and put them in the enemy's deployment zone. you got a nuncio box there to also put your terminators there, and you can pick a unit that you can flanking counter assault near to make them your preferred target. And then pop on in these seekers. I didn't give them any combo bolters or anything because that uh that like they shoot small blast templates is one of their special issue ammunition things. And they have preferred enemy if they're shooting at their like designated target and their ballistic skill five. So they come on or minus five to the scatter of those small blast templates that are always going to stop on a wall anyway in mortalis So those things are almost always going to hit. You're going to amass all of these hits, and then you're going to roll, roll the wound and re-roll ones to wound. So you're going to cause a lot of wounds. Um, I think Seekers are well, Don't they gain Shred happen.
2: in uh, Zomortalis?
5: Yeah, I God, I yeah, they're blasts. So, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, they're fucking nasty and everything in this list scores everything. The only things that don't score are the apothecary by himself and the delegators by himself. So all of this scores. Um, Iron Hands I mean I think this is a good way to represent the unit with the Seekers. I had an idea that you could t- buy the Recon Marines with the cloaks and then buy the Seeker like special modded out bolter rifle throw away those fucking sniper rifles and put that modded out bolter rifle in their hands and rock them like that and then go over to anvil industries and buy some uh little bionic marine upgrade you know just type in bionics on anvil industries and you can kit those models out with bionics and it'll make them look like a fucking bionic like group of like kill fucking snipers ro- roaming around on someone's ship and cloaks and stuff i think it would look badass fit him very well but uh that was my list for jake i will email him this let him know it's on this on this episode but i don't think it would be too bad man i mean it's mobile it's got a lot of scoring it's got a lot of punching power so you know if all goes well it should should do pretty well for him
2: hell yeah sounds rad
0: sounds dope man definitely gonna be something to uh like these iron, these brand new Iron Hands players uh, can get an idea of, and probably help them out whenever they're building their armies. Especially if they're going to be like brand new armies. Especially like a lot of the times, you are going to be in escalation league. You're going to be the guy that's playing Iron Hands and Zemortalis for a few <laughs> a few months, and
2: yep, it's not a bad guy yep. to be.
0: Not a bad guy to be. You can be <laughs> the no one, the guy nobody wants to play for a while.
5: <laughs> and this gives you uh This gives you a. Uh, that list has a lot of variety in it. So if that's the first list you're going to buy is a thousand points, more sports, you get to buy a lot of different shit. You don't have to get into the super monotonous, like I just was, where I was like, let me just fucking paint these thirty goddamn assault rings. It's not fun, man. That is not fun. You got to be, you got to be ready and willing to start paying that tax if that's where you're going to go. So yeah,
2: and it sounds like you get most of that in the uh, Calf box, don't you? The you get the. Contemptor, you could make seekers
5: out of that. You could, you know, mod out the breachers for that. You got the fucking, um, you could, with, you know, a purchase of an extra, some extra bits, you can make all of that. Pretty easy. So that would be a really good thing. You know, buy the calf box. Understand the very few extra bits you should have to buy that all should be easy to come by, especially the extra carries, the salt cannon for your Contemptors should be easy enough you know, you buy the Forge World pack for the seeker bolters from uh Forge World, boom, you got a unit of seekers, or if you get you some breaching shields.
2: Uh, Pop goes the monkey.
5: Yep, breaching so shields he's got some there. Dope
2: shields up there. He might have some special bolters as well. I haven't yep, checked so his uh, weapons out in a while. I know he did a lot of uh, crazy bolt pistols.
5: Yep. And if if you don't if you don't listen to this episode or get into it before all the Legion-specific shit isn't on Forge World's website anymore. Pop Goes the Monkey makes a lot of that and so do a lot of other companies. So you, you will be able to find something that will represent that Legion you know, in a unique and cool way. All you got to do is put the effort in to, to find what you're looking for. 100%, dude.
0: So rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. I think that's all we can. That's all we can dish out for the Iron Hands, dude. There's not a lot more that we can go into. Um, good job, boys. Hopefully, if you have any questions about Iron Hands, or you're done, like you know, you're trying to get into the game and everything like that, and you're listening to this episode for the first time, uh, if you have any questions, you can email us: Michael at Warhammer30k.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Scott at Warhammer30k.com. Derek at Warhammer30k.com. And Ryan at Warhammer30k.com. And uh, shoot us your questions. We'll give you some answers, especially if there's anything pertaining to this episode. Uh, we always get a lot of questions afterwards about these uh, about these legions. Um, next week we'll be we'll be switching back to our normal broadcast where we'll be reading off voicemails, doing lists, all that jazz. Uh, this was the Legion specific episode, so we did drop off a lot of stuff that we normally do talk about.
2: It's a very, very heavy episode. Yeah,
0: very heavy episode. Very iron heavy.
2: Uh, so Next up is, what, the 12th? Yes. The World Eaters?
5: Ooh. Yeah. Another one of my favorites, man. <laughs> Fuck. Look at me. Just... I'm getting a case of the Vapors over here, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we, we do get, get boys to... Uh... Watch out. <laughs> at least Angron has, like, dress, a fucking... Angron has a good ass story. Like, there's like nothing. Like, I'm I'm excited to talk about Angron because he's so easy to talk about. He's such a badass dude. Like, thank you. Battle Spartacus, like baby.
5: What's better? Fuck. I <laughs> say I didn't say anymore
0: Fuck. <laughs> uh, for real. So let will go ahead and talk about uh, Angron after 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 everything, and well, that's our not. That's not gonna be next week. Next week we're gonna go back to our normal, and then it'll probably be. Uh, Probably a
2: week or two after that. A week
0: or two after that, because I want to get a painting episode up, where we interview like Caleb Wissenbach from CK Studios, David Sampson, Henry Steele, uh, David Sampson from Black Label Painting, Henry Steele from uh, uh, Cult Paint, and maybe even Miles from Little Legend. I want to get a bunch of painters on to that. help all your. That's going to be
2: a dope episode.
0: All you newbies out there that are trying to get into painting and give give you some ideas and help on that. Uh, so I do want to get a painting episode in before we get the 12th Legion up and rolling. Dude, uh, I learned so
2: much just from hanging out with him with uh, David Sampson at Adepticon. Yeah, you learned quite I a bit. I can't imagine like, how much hot knowledge they're going to drop off.
0: All in your mouth. Uh, so we have a number <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a number even of out. events that we wanted to shout out, but before actually before I get to these events I want to talk about, uh, last episode, episode 100, we did have a number of trivia questions that we answered, that we asked, and to when, if you were to answer all those trivia questions, be the first one in, you will want a shirt, okay? So my trivia question, Scott's trivia question, and Ryan's trivia question have all been accounted for. Uh, so
2: those are all done. Do we uh, want to give out the answers to everybody?
0: Uh, sure, sure, we can do that. Uh, so my my cat's name is Bees. Beazley is her full name. I call her Bees. We uh, I got a bunch that were like DJ Kitty. Uh, there somebody that, said that her that's name, was, her name. No, her, that's her name was name. Her name was Cheese. I don't know where they got her name was Cheese. Whatever. Uh, some said her name was Stink Butt. <laughs> that's
2: true. But uh, I mean, he does call her that, but that's not her name.
0: Yeah, her actual true name is Beasley. Scott, your question was: What was your walkout song for for your wrestling
2: intro? For your wrestling intro, and that would be "Separate Ways" by Journey.
0: Separate Ways by Journey, or as
2: some would say, the right answer to that (laughs) question.
0: (laughs) That should have been everybody's (laughs) answer. Uh, Ryan's he it was a three parter. He wanted to you had to name his other podcast.
2: Uh, Echoes over Samaria.
0: Echoes of Samaria. Uh, you had to name his co-host, which... Was it his co-host? Yeah. Okay. And then you also had to name uh, the game that got him into miniature wargaming.
2: I thought it was his favorite brand, or the best brand of chainsaws.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. It's the best brand of chainsaws. You're right. Which was Steel. Steel Chainsaws. S-T-I-H-L. S-T-E-H-L? S-T-I-H-L. Still Okay. Still. Yeah. It's an I, not an E. For sure, uh, and then
2: the, the game the that, game got, him that got him into tabletop, tabletop
0: gaming, which was Hero Quest.
2: Hero Quest, yes. Not
0: BattleTech. Everybody said BattleTech. There was a ton of people that said BattleTech. Uh, there's a ton of people that said a lot of under the other games like Warhammer Fantasy and stuff like that. Uh, but no, it was Hero Quest that got Ryan in. So
2: good on you. So, so my question: If uh, you're still no, no,
0: make them go listen. Go listen to the episode. Oh yeah, yeah. episode one hundred. Go listen back. You'll find Derek's question, and you'll have to do some more searching to try and figure out at what point
2: that question is. Although we did drop a pretty no, we didn't. I was thinking of uh, Scotts where we dropped a hint onto which episode it might fall under. Yeah, because Ryan wasn't on that episode. So, but Ryan had to be on that episode for my question. So, never mind. Okay, I'd say cut this out, but I know you're not going to just so everybody thinks I'm super stupid.
0: Rock and roll. So, <laughs> Last thing on this list, we're going to go ahead and do some event shout-outs. Uh, just want to let you know that we do have a number of events coming up. The uh, first one I want to talk about is Betrayer 2018 Part 2. Uh, this is going to be on May 26th at the Adventures Guild. Adventurers Guild is going to be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, you are looking at a uh, this actually comes in from powerful Shane, and as far as the player pack goes, it looks like this is going to be a three games of two thousand points each. Every game will come down to victory points scored during the game. At the end of the day, the team with the most victory points will be will be the will win the first Betrayer event. Uh, you have a choice of force organization charts from books one to seven. With the exception of Leviathan and Primarch's Chosen Force Organization charts. Primarch's Chosen is not a Force Organization chart. uh, That's okay. Uh, So you can't take Leviathan. Uh, If you don't state what you're using, we'll be assuming you're using Age of Darkness charts. At this time, there are no Lords of War or Primarchs or Scoria. Army lists will be collected this round mostly to get uh, accurate headcount of everyone participating. All lists can be emailed to hawcofpa at gmail.com. Uh, So it looks like it's going to be a fun event, man. Uh, Registration is $20 at the door, $15 pre-registration. All money sent as pre-registration fee is not refundable. Uh, They are limiting the number of players to 22. So uh, there is a full event set up, Betrayer 2018 Part 2, that you can find on Facebook. It looks like 43 are going or interested. Uh, So you might want to jump on that if you're in the Pennsylvania area uh, because quite a bit of people are interested in that. So, very cool. Uh, as well, just let you guys know, on May 8th, it should be this coming up Tuesday, uh, Alistair from the Legion of Lies podcast, you can watch him get his face beat in. Uh, a lot of you don't know, but Alistair is actually one of those people. He doesn't do LARPing. He does the actual, like, beat the, the piss out on of each other. Sport. Full-on combat. Uh, full-on combat combat Um, it's the uh, IMCF world championships he wanted us to let you guys know he's been placed in the 10 versus 10 team and his wife has been placed in the women's polearm duels on a 3 versus 3 team for England Uh, just to let you know he's inviting you to watch the live stream that will be going on each day of the competition I'll be sharing the links on the Legion of Lies page and the RFI page Uh, first fights are on Thursday the 10th starting with polearm duels from 930
5: uh, yeah, nine thirty their time. I do some other hobby is I do Muay Thai kickboxing, and I always wondered what is the next evolution in giving myself brain damage <laughs> in my spare time. <laughs> well, this is fucking it, one hundred percent. They found it. They hit the nail on the fucking head. <laughs> alistair's not going to know who the fuck he is at all by the time he's sixty, but. God bless it. You know, what a ride it's going to be until then. <laughs> <laughs> what a ride.
2: These dudes got pots on their heads hitting each other with hammers.
0: So That's actually Thursday. It looks like he's flying <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> he's flying up Tuesday the 8th, and it looks like that will take place on Thursday. So go give that a watch. We'll actually post it up on our Facebook page, the live link, once it goes live. I think it's going to be a little bit early morning for us because if it starts at 930, that's like... Uh, if it's
2: 930 a.m. their time, then that's going to be like... Six in the morning for us. No, that'll be like or three in the uh, morning. like three in the morning, yeah. Three in the morning the night before. Yeah. Uh,
0: so last but not least, this comes in from powerful Ryan Bridges. Uh, he says, uh, wanted to let everybody know that event organizers in Maryland, Virginia, and Pennsylvania have created a Facebook events page to help get the word out for events for the mid Atlantic area events for this year, are still being added. And we expect to use more frequently in coming months. Listeners in the area should give it a visit, to see what's going down. If you're in the, if you're in any of those areas or surrounding States, New Jersey, Carolina Delaware, West Virginia, everything, or would like to add events to it, please give me a shout. Details can be found at mid Atlantic Warhammer 30, horse heresy event page. Jesus Christ. Can you make that a little smaller? Mid-Atlantic Warhammer 30K Horace Heresy event page or at Mid-Atlantic 30K on Facebook. And you can uh, see what events are in that area. So go give that a check out, guys. Uh, as well, Evan Sturman will be running the summer event, the Bleeding of Carthage Delta, on June 30th. Uh, you can get more information on that uh, for for that on the Maryland 30K Facebook page. So... Yeah. That being said, guys, that's going to be it for this episode. Go check us out on Facebook, Radio Freest Van. Uh, Go check out our Heresy Camp at heresycamp.com. Get some more information about Heresy Camp. Uh, We also have an Instagram, Radio Freest Van. You can go check that out. Uh, If you would like to support us on Patreon, we are on Patreon, Radio Freest Van. For a dollar, you can get access to our chat that goes on 24-7 and especially for a new player. That chat is extremely helpful because there's a lot of veteran players in there that will teach you the ways show you the way. So anyway, that's going to be all I got about to kick you some music unless you guys have something.
2: Uh, don't forget to check out powerful Tao at boys of the golden throne podcast.
0: Yeah. Powerful boys of the golden throne. So the flesh is weak. Motherfuckers. Yes. <laughs> Later, guys.
4: From the time he was born, the only things he got from growing up were the will to fight and hatred. There was never anyone to love him. No one. That's why I wanted to say them. I thought I could. But I was wrong. He looked at me like... Like he'd never known me. There was no recognition at all. Like I was some phantom who never really existed.